This week on the program, it's Christmas in August. It's While You Were Sleeping. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadek. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Chelsea Jupin. And we hate movies. <laughs> Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. It's the podcast where we're just calling out ice cream names. <laughs> uh, we are pleased to be joined, of course, by frequent guests this season, my beautiful wife, Chelsea Jupin. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, we're talking about one of your faves here. This is While You Were Sleeping from 1995. Yeah, this must be a li- We Love movies, right? <laughs> that's yeah. how this is going? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Uh, directed, of course, by Disney's own John Turtletaub. Ooh, you got yourself a Turtletaub there. You look at this guy's fucking filmography, man, and I'm fairly certain that he lives inside the Magic Castle at Disney World. It It's all episodes, that list of his. Like, but it's I, all like Buena Vista movies just like like all the national treasure shit um i was looking at something else that's also uh, Buena the Vista kid is. bruce willis is the kid did he direct oh. that movie yeah he did he Aye. grows up to be a loser <laughs> oh that's right spencer breslin that kid actually grew up to be a loser <laughs> no i don't know that uh now of course this is the uh beloved sandy bullock rom-com now steve sadak you own this movie on vhs cassette is that correct i do indeed um and chelsea was like oh does that mean you love this movie he's like no it just means that i found it in a mm-hmm. red well you know that you thought andrew you thought that i, I love this movie chelsea was like yeah he just found it in a, in a garbage dump which yeah. is actually true yeah. yeah chelsea knows you better than i do apparently <laughs> okay. you, you like spending a dollar to get a vhs tape with some bed bugs in it where, where are these dumps with these vhs tapes i'd love to know <laughs> no but that i mean like a uh nestoria queen's uh, uh vintage store uh, that, is, that sells couches mostly and then there's a weird little rack that has vhs tapes on it that somebody's grandfather left because he's dead oh so it's like <laughs> impulse buying like you were there to buy a fucking disgusting couch and then it was like ooh, before i check out add another 50 cents onto that couch tab <laughs> i guess so but not for me I, I i me and my wife actively seek this stuff out but the reason you bring this up andrew yes is because we have another round of the vhs trailer game Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. For, I was, <laughs> was going to say, normally this is where I would like push a button and then a little theme song would play, but thankfully Chris Cameron has covered it. So okay. now people are going to be confused and think that this is an ad. This <laughs> oh, is not an no, it's ad. True. It's we not. Should, we should clarify. Well, let's wait 15 seconds and then start because everyone's going to skip to that. Um, <laughs> the good news is, uh, actually the bad news, I should say, there's one legitimate film here. Uh, one, uh, cause it's a Disney tape, because uh, it's a Buena Vista or Touch, is Touchstone, I think? Buena Vista. Ho- Hollywood Pictures. Touchstone. Hollywood Pictures, but yeah. it is a Disney Which is subsidiary. a Disney offshoot, yeah. And so, distributed by Buena Vista, as, as said in the credits at the end of the movie. Because so, I watched right till the very end. 
There's one legitimate film and two Disney animated films. Oh, um, fuck. Animated in 1997. Like, you'd so be advertising gonna... for animation in 96. All right, so I'll give you the... I'll give you, the uh, let's, you want to build up to the real film or do the animated for... Or do the animated... Or go in order as they went. I think the animateds might be the softballs, so let's lead up to uh, the... I don't know about the... that. All right, so the, the, Ooh, first, okay. an, the first animated trailer... Uh, was a is an old Disney, an older Disney film Fuck. released for the first time on VHS, and uh, the clue that I will give you um, is Bette Midler. Oh, Oliver and Company. <laughs> Slam! Look at that. That's it, Chelsea. Very one nice. for one. Um, now wow. this this one, uh, the next one is uh-huh. a sequel um, to a Disney animated property. Return They're- of Jafar. Wrong. Fuck, uh, fuck me. Mm-hmm. Fuck. But uh, and I will give you a couple of clues here. Okay. It is a sequel. I mean, I should say it is the. It, it's a sequel, and it could be. It could be the second movie. Could be the third. We could even be the fourth movie. Who knows? Ah, uh, see, that's mm-hmm. where I fucked up. Yeah. Okay. Um. Right. Uh, the, the the one of the trailer lines is a character saying, "My father is alive." Um. And the ah. other one is take part in the wedding of the century. Ah. Uh. Is it a Cinderella sequel? Mm-mm. No. Mm. My father is. Is it the third Aladdin movie? <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> Do you know what that's called? Oh, it's. Um, I'm not even going to pretend. Iago's Party. <laughs> no, Al- that's the fucking directed DVD bonus disc movie. <laughs> it is Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Yes. Where okay. he finds his dad or whatever. I, which I, I saw both of those. And I will say uh, the trailer's hilarious. Because I was watching my wife last night, Jen, and she, they showed Robin Williams in the voice booth because they're like, and featuring the return of Robin Williams as the genie. And they, it's very much like, look, he's here. It, he had like a newspaper, basically. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's a fucking laser scope on his forehead. <laughs> uh, but so did, did that mean that, who did they have for Return to Jafar? Was it Castellaneta? No, no. Robin Williams came back. Oh, yeah, oh yes. Robin Williams was. I'm sorry. Castellaneta is in Return of the of Jafar. Right, because that kind of came out right when that TV show was going on. Marty, yes. shut up. Of thieves. Yeah, it is called the Land of the Kings. I want to make sure. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, and also John Reese Davies is in this movie. Might be a state tune. Ooh. Oh shit! I think he plays his dad. I saw it one time, like right yes. around when it came out, and I don't. I couldn't tell you a thing about. It. They get. Did it. Is there is some sort of wedding going on there? Yeah, and Jerry Orbach, I think, is the villain, which is kind of, kind of rules. Ooh. Oh man! Well, uh, yeah, okay. I'm sure that's not a <laughs> considerately uh, cast. No, well, I, yeah, his, he's playing Saluk. Um, yep, and John Reese Davis is well. I mean, fucking, you got Scott Wagner as Aladdin. So you know what? Oh uh, well, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah, Aladdin, I'm coming to kill you. You see? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a legitimate film, and okay. I will say. This features, uh, this also has Bill Pullman in it, and an embattled, a currently embattled celebrity. <laughs> oh, um, Mr. Wrong. Mm. Wow. Chelsea Jim's got two for two. <laughs> wow. Uh, Andrew w- with one. I'm surprised. Chris Cabin usually wins at games. No, no, no I'm bad at this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I owned Mr. Wrong on VHS, so that, wow. yeah, speaking of VHS, that shouldn't have even been printed or (laughs) was it like a was it a i really like this movie and i'm buying it and watching it a lot it was it was my sister really liked it and sorry to put her on blast on on a podcast (laughs) whoops it's a strong stay tuned i'd say oh yeah it's a really wild movie 
well, that, so that's that's all the trailers. Then that Steve? is that just just the three. Excellent. We got to do more movies that you own on VHS team. <laughs> Maybe we should like backwards program <laughs> some stuff because I really like playing this game. It's a fun game. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll dig through the crap. Uh, this movie, it's it's so super 90s also in just seeing like Hollywood pictures and caravan pictures logos up front. Uh-huh. Like that fucking caravan pictures logo, that poor sad old hobo yeah. walking down the street. <laughs> you know why I always remember that one is because in front of their jerky boys, they did a little bit where they pretended That's... to be the voice of the caravan pictures oh, guy. Oh, yikes. I don't need people interacting <laughs> with the logos. No. That sucks. I didn't I I don't remember our episode. Did you have Jerky Boys on VHS yourself? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you, oh, yeah. Did you, you own it? That. Was it an orange I think it was an orange tape. Orange wasn't tape. It? Orange yeah. tape just like Johnny Mnemonic. I <laughs> love an orange tape. And the first Rugrats movie. I also yeah. remember being orange tape. Orange <laughs> tape, orange tape, three orange tape. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, and also just another with the opening credits, I noticed the font for the opening credits while we're like cruising down uh, the L train in Chicago, all these beautiful shots of Chicago. This is a super Chicago movie, which I give it points right away for that. But the font on these opening credits, a little too casual, I think. Oh, they yeah? look like like uh, like if you had a pad of paper with a personalized thing on it, and it was like a to-do list. <laughs> That's the kind of like cheeky yes. casual font that this is. I feel like you need a little bit more of a romantic looking font for the or or like a holiday looking font. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, like Halloween. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, blood dripping tie. That would be like what I would think of this movie as. You'll yeah. never believe what happened while you were sleeping. See, it works right there. Mm-hmm. Actually, that? that's a that's a great idea for a movie. It's a slasher movie where one person just sleeps through the whole thing <laughs> and then wakes up and goes, Hey, what wait, what? While you were sleeping. We killed all your friends. Um, Sandra even, Bullock yes. just like litters uh, his his place with like bear traps and stuff <laughs> while he's sleeping. Can I uh, p- uh, posit a new legislation? Can we just ban this will be from movies from now on? I mean, it just it's been in enough movies. I feel. Yeah, this sure. one feels like a real classic to me. But uh, but going forward, you know, this, this movie is like 20 yeah. years old. It's, well, it's, we, can, we can do that now. We can do like an EDM cover of uh, This Will Be or like a slowed down version. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Get Gary Jewell to cover it, you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at it now. It's uh, Natalie Cole's 54 credits. Uh, it was also in Shazam, This Will Be. So that seems like way too much at that point. Yeah. Uh, you know what Shazam, I mean? Shazam the superhero movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, I didn't notice it then because I was really struggling to give a shit while watching that movie. <laughs> That's a sleepy movie. That it's puts a, me to sleep. Oh, yeah. It's a, it was like drinking a glass of warm milk. I tried to watch it a couple weeks ago just because I, I wanted to catch up with it, and I just didn't. I was like, ah, I don't really want to watch this right now, and I just kind of stopped. It's just it's a fine movie yes. for kids, but I had no business watching it. That's kind of what I thought. Um, now, I think a good place to start, because it is permeating throughout this movie, like I said, this is definitely an on-location Chicago movie. Chelsea, you pointed this out last night. This movie is cold as fuck. It's a freezing cold movie. There are very mm-hmm. few scenes of people not wearing coats, <laughs> um, which you don't realize you don't see very often until you watch it. You're like, oh, yeah. But can I pr- uh, point out that there is a scene early on without a coat, and that is when we are getting a flashback oh. to 
the days of her with her father while they are looking over a bridge and he's telling her the tale of the magic garbage barge <laughs> that's going up the like she's just like looking out wondrously at a garbage barge i did not recall this flashback at all i've seen this movie maybe like somewhere between like 5 and 10 times yeah um and there's a big TV movie. My sister also. I think my mother actually owned the VHS also. Your sister loves it. Normally yeah. she and I text during the holidays about how we're watching it. Right. <laughs> is, is, um, do you, do you, is this a Christmas movie for you, Chelsea? I mean, I, I, I feel like Christmas is incidental in this movie. And maybe I'm wrong about that. No, for me, this is a Christmas. I rewatch this every Christmas. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, but I could not like if you were like Andrew. How does this movie start? I'd be like I don't know Sandra Bullock in the in the L like you know uh, yeah. coin booth kind yeah. of a thing. This like whole like golden hour flashback shit. It reminded me of another movie we rewatched recently in quarantine. The flashbacks that you have in D two the Mighty Ducks, where it's like Emilio <laughs> Estevez thinking about like his old days, like playing pond hockey and shit. And yes. in both cases, it's flashbacks I don't care about. I mean, this dad seems like he's on his last legs. He's just oh, yeah. like looking out at this over this water. It's like, <laughs> well, well, Lucy, sometimes life doesn't work out the way you figured it would. You see, uh, <laughs> if you live to get down on the garbage barge, you can find a lot of fish heads and scales, <laughs> and you can strip the cats that hang out for meat. But then she mentions later, and I don't know if I had forgotten or if it was just the first time I had sort of place the timeline that her dad's been dead for less than a year yeah yes. yeah this is a recent update in this woman's life is that she <laughs> lost her dad after a really long illness but the, the like the flashback makes it feel like this dude's been dead for like 25 years right, yes. like he has to have died the next day <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> this guy had like one leg over the bridge he was about to jump off in the flashback yeah <laughs> I will say that this movie did, just because we're in the dog days of fucking summer here, man. I was looking at these coats. I'm like, get me a coat. Get me some yep. some chill. I, I haven't been on a subway in a while. Like, I'm 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 ready for all of it. Yeah, absolutely. Everything but a hospital looked really <laughs> appealing. To mm -hmm. uh, Chelsea, absolutely. Yeah. Can I can I ask you? Were you a big Sandra Bullock fan in general? Um. Yes, but. A choosy Sandra Bullock fan. <laughs> okay. Right. She's made some movies that I think she regrets as well. And, <laughs> oh. and, and I'm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you regret watching them, also, yeah, is what you're saying? Some of them, yeah. Um, I had been suggesting at one point when this was just something you were talking about, because part of the reason I'm on is because there was just the storms up here in uh, New York that one of the. Sandra Bullock movies I regret whether or not she does I don't know is Forces of Nature <laughs> oh. with her and Ben Whoa. Affleck that's a bad movie it's, that's bad. a it's a rehab movie no, no. what am no, I thinking that's of 28 28 days 28 days okay. yeah um no Forces of Nature is like she and Ben Affleck are both trying to go it's a real planes trains and automobiles oh. kind of thing I have seen that movie. I saw that movie in the theaters. I saw actually. it in theaters too with my whole family. <laughs> they, wow, family trip to see Sandy. Yeah, we 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 were a pro Bullock household. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm a fan. And this movie is what started it. I saw Speed after this. Oh, really? So to me, this is my Sandra Bullock uh, start. And hmm. where and where did the net land in all of this? <laughs> I've still never seen the net. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Same right. year as this. Oh, really? She had this and the net in the same year. Same year. Wow. So, so, 
Speed was because I'm not looking at her IMDb profile right now, but like Speed was the one because that was, was the year before, right? Yeah, Speed was the year before. This was also a pretty big hit. Yeah. This made a, a good chunk of change. I don't think the net did, if I remember correctly. Right, but so Speed is the is the movie that's oh, yeah, yeah, the oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 1990s around. See, I would have guessed that the net was 93 for some reason. I'm just thinking like the, the technology looked that bad in that movie. And oh. this movie is 95 then is what yeah. you're saying? I would have, because I remember, I saw this in theaters twice. Nice. And I would have put it in 94, but I'll, I'll believe the internet and all of you <laughs> if you're telling me it's 95. I thought I remembered the friends I was with being friends from fourth grade. I mean, 95 <laughs> friends. I was, was, 94 I was friends. done with them by 1995, oh, I thought. Sure. But I guess not. I guess we I were could still... have sworn I flushed those fuckers. <laughs> Some hangers on. Uh, Just kidding in case they listen and they happen to remember seeing this with me. I don't mean you. I mean the other person. <laughs> However that works out. Yeah. I uh, This is Sandy Bullock running afoul of a train again, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every damn time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, yeah, she works for the CTA, the Chicago Transit Authority. She's a person who you just you gave them your little token and they allowed you to walk through. Right. Which mm-hmm. was at one time a job. Right. Now it's a job for like two pieces of metal with a scanning thing <laughs> yeah. on it. I mean, I think that they still have people in the booth. I think that, Yeah, you know, but when was just, the last time a... that person helped a single soul? Oh, never. Um, but, you know, they're there, to at least in New York anyway. To, I, I, think, I think the ticket booth people now in the New York subways are there, like, in case a fire starts, and they can just call the fire department. And, and when a guy starts masturbating, like, hey, yep. hey. Yep. Yep. And I, I think in general for comfort too, because if there's just a human there and like some old person goes up and doesn't understand the machine, yes, yeah, a like, lot of that, yeah, yeah I feel Tourists like that's it. Yeah, who can't figure out the machines too, yeah. Right. Um, but it just seems so weird because like half of this movie, like when you see her in the booth, like she's not even looking. They're just throw like you could have thrown in anything and just walked <laughs> through. You could thrown in a nickel. Yeah. Well, because the machine works, right? Oh no, th- she gets it, and then they just go through. Yeah, it. she's got, got a little yeah. tray, got like it. in a like a window thing. But she's looking at the little dish. I mean, we don't want to spoil the the ending. Oh, uh, sure, actually, that's true. So, yeah. So presumably, if you threw down a nickel, she'd be like, ah. Right. Um. So this is it's her in the booth. She's doing a little voiceover here. We get some Peter Gallagher running in slow motion to start us off. A 1995 Peter Gallagher, by the way. He's (laughs) such a dreamboat, but what's such perfect casting is he's an approachable dreamboat. Like, he does look like just a guy who works in Chicago who's really handsome who you see on the train. It's it's a perfectly cast movie. Those eyebrows can do bench presses, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. Things will take you in from wherever you are. It's... It's kind of one of my favorite shots in the movie is, I mean, spoiler Is when his eyebrows take the train by themselves. (laughs) Yeah, they're finally old enough to take the train by themselves. They're going down to the loop all on their own. Um, No, it's there's a shot like a spoiler alert when he comes out of the coma at the end of the movie and he's kind of just like looking around. Not only are the eyebrows like shot straight up, but he's also like super bug eyed. Yes. And it's like this dude is staring through time yeah. with this look. It is quite the well, facial expression. The, the left eyebrow just wakes up and sees the right eyebrow. I thought you were dead. <laughs> I thought we were both dead. I never thought I was going to see you again, righty. <laughs> righty. <laughs> righty and Bill. 
Righty and Bill, the <laughs> Peter Gallagher eyebrows coming this fall to CBS Animation. I like Absolutely. it. Now let's start darting. <laughs> I will say, I will challenge you on this perfectly. He is perfectly cast. Sandra Bullock playing somebody that works for the CTA or the MTA or any government agency. Any A. Any A is complete horseshit. There, there's no way, and also like that. No, everyone's just like walking past this totally gorgeous woman in the in the in the in the the the, the, the toll booth, and just being like, ah, well, and like you just never see this woman. You would always see Sandra Bullock, is my opinion. I hear you, and I don't want to be the person who just keeps defending this movie because that's no, not f- funny. Nor is that the point of the show. <laughs> but- no, it's, it's us against it's guys against girls today. Uh, uh, I see. <laughs> but. She's describing the the past few years she had. She only moved to Chicago because her dad is sick and she he needs to go to a better hospital. She's working all the time. She's just getting whatever job she can. She doesn't have a college degree. It all this is a movie that I feel like does enough of the homework to make the rom-com ridiculousness yeah. mostly work other than when you start to think about like holidays for this family beyond this year. Like, (laughs) everything, while you were sleeping, too, is a nightmare of a situation. Hell itself. Hell itself. Everyone. I mean... They do enough sort of padding to make everything make a little more sense, I, I think. I, I buy Sandra Bullock and the role, but because, well, mainly because Peter Galker, as we find out, is mostly is like with Allie Walker while this is all happening. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but like, yeah, like I think she's fine for the role. It's just the tone is entire. This is an incredibly sad movie. It's this is so like a to- sad. This is like a Todd Solondz like strand that like <laughs> escaped and became its own movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they just put like the wrong music over it and everything. But it's an incredibly sad movie. Well, speaking of movies directed by dudes named Todd, though, Cabin, like uh, I was reading on the Tribune Trivia, Chelsea, shake your head. Get ready. I will make. Uh-huh. I will make this make sense. There's a second Todd director. Is more what I'm thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Get ready Todd for this. Fields was going to do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, now on the Tribune Trivia, it says that this script was originally written, and the Sandra Bullock character was a man who saves a woman on the tracks, and all the producers were like, eh, that's kind of creepy if a dude is doing this. Why don't we swap it? And good call, because if this was a dude, this movie is fucking Todd Phillips' Joker. Uh (laughs) It is 100% the Joker, especially with this monologue where she's like, my Prince Charming and blah, blah, blah. And you're hearing her internal thoughts like about this dude that she sees every day. He shows up, uh, he catches the train anytime between 8.01 and 8.15 a.m. Oh, yeah, it's great. Like, if this was Joaquin Phoenix, fucking Terror Town, guaranteed. (laughs) You are totally right. This movie with a male lead is an incel fantasy and <laughs> yeah. I want no part of it. So I'm I'm with you there. This this like charade are movies where it yep. made sense to switch the genders. Also uh to your point about how they make her balanced. Another thing that rom-coms always blow crazy out of proportion and they do, they don't do it in this movie. She's a person who takes the tolls at the booth for the CTA. She has a CTA worker appropriate apartment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's living in a big ass multi unit building. The apartment is not that big. Uh, fucking Jackie April is her goddamn super, which I'd be fucking out of there once the lease was up with this <laughs> creep. Yep. Yeah, but he lets her break windows with Christmas trees. You gotta. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the father is the fucking my... pushover oh, there with that. Who... Oh, this my... old dude. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. my favorite thing about that is that he. <laughs> 
she's trying to pull the Christmas tree up through her window from the right. ground floor, and it, she drops it, and it it hits uh, Rispoli's father's um, window, and he yells up, "Lucy!" As if this is happening all the time. Well, presumably she's who lives above him is what it is. Or, but is this not her first time with causing trouble? Uh, that's possible. Yeah, I feel she's a little bit of a Woody Woodpecker in this movie. Maybe yeah. she does it every Christmas. It's possible. <laughs> is, that, is that how she brings her, you know, her uh, 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 groceries home? She fucking yanks it through the window. Well, once you get that pulley system together, Chris, I was going to use it. Yeah, Steve, if you spend money on setting up a pulley system outside your apartment, dude, you got to make it work for you. I do think that the, the the whole point she's doing this is because if she, as as a woman, tries to lift this up herself, uh, Jackie April, uh, Michael Raspoli is going to be like, oh, let me help you with that. And then yep. he's in her apartment, and then she owes him a favor. Yeah. Like, oh. no thanks. I would rather break all the windows of the apartment building than talk to this fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get that smell, that smell of, like, rotten roast beef in your house for, like, exactly. yeah. a day. And it's not going away. No, that dude just not. smells like cured meat, guaranteed. Oh. Uh, much like Benghazi, it's not going away. I'm no, sorry. not happening. <laughs> the other motive of carrying things that she has, that she shows, is she carries her Christmas presents in the sleeves of her sweater. She goes to give it to him when she's he's filling out the paperwork for the window and it's tucked in the sleeve of her sweater. And she just like, does she just like yank it no, out like fucking taxi it driver? Out. It's the best. I, this... This is something I aspire to in all of my winter wardrobe is is sweaters that can be big enough to keep my Christmas presents in. Or actually that kind of keeps you from like buying shit that's too big and getting exactly. crazy at the holidays. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy, that Tonka truck doesn't fit in these sleeves. It's one of my favorite little <laughs> moments in this, and I couldn't let it go by. I didn't even notice it. it. That's crazy. Oh, I'm going to have to show you when we watch it again at December. Oh, no, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you asked for a hardcover copy of Infinite Chest. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. Uh, I hope someone got me a sling for Christmas because my arm is sprained. Uh, so she is um, met uh, by her boss here. Uh, and the, the boss is like created this whole ruse about how she's employee of the month. And then it's like, uh, you know what? Let's cut down to brass tacks here. You're the only one without a fucking family and you have to work on Christmas Lonely Hearts. Sorry about that. It's fucking shitty, man. Yeah. I mean, this, this is like a dark, dark turn for this movie. I don't know. Like, it's yeah. like, she's like, you always do this to me. I really want to enjoy Christmas. Like, well, I'm sorry. And like, no, it's a union job and she's got rights. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. They, yeah. The guy is a little too likable. It's Jason Bernard from Liar Liar. And he's just like, you played a little too likable for me to what he's actually doing to her. Who is this guy in Liar Liar? liar? He's the judge. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're totally yeah. right. Yeah. He's also oh. the boss on Herman's head. I'm 90% sure. Yep, he is. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. I find him to be totally delightful in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I mean, he's being a taskmaster to her. Like, like it, it's really bad. Well, it problem, is bad, but he is a delightful character. Yes. The problem is, and I think that this character, they should split this character in half. There should be the shitty boss character, and it can totally be played by him. But she needs like a Kathy Najimy-esque girlfriend sure. that she goes to, and every so often when she's like, I don't know, should it be Bill Pullman or, or Peter Gallagher, yada, yada, yada. That should be that girlfriend. A, it would make this character of Lucy less sad. Like, yeah. she goes out in the town. She goes to the bar. Like, it's not this fucking really sad woman dressed like Neil Gaiman. 
stupid this entire movie. <laughs> I do wish she got more time with the girl coworker girlfriend. Yes. Oh, uh, Celeste, who, who she hosts the New Year's party. She, yeah. her closest friend seems to be Michael Rispoli. <laughs> yes, I'll be honest with you, which is not good. No. Man, that sucks. Everyone should have better than that. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she does. Uh, she has this friend, Celeste, played by Marsha Wright, who's been in a bunch of things. She was in multiple barbershop movies, oh. uh, among other stuff. Uh, oh, she was just in The Hate You Give uh, a couple years ago. Oh. Um, but like, that's the character. Like, that's she's got the friend. They just yeah. totally gut that role. And even when they have the New Year's party, they're there for like eight seconds and it's not even really a scene. And then, you know, it's any, it's just Celeste is relegated to the little ticket booth. I don't think Celeste even goes to the wedding at the end. Yeah. No, I was don't she think there? So. I don't think she was there. Oh, well, she she might Sandy be can't have time to call. Uh, well, cause the boss is there. Is Celeste there? Then you should just put up something by the copy machine. Like, Hey, I'm getting married. You guys are the only people in Chicago. I know. Fellow CTA employees, please come. Three janitors show up for free ham. Exactly. (laughs) It's interesting, though, that you say put something up in the office because the funniest thing about this boss character is that, like, until you see him at that New Year's party, (laughs) and then the two seconds uh, when they're in the hospital chapel at the end of the movie, this guy has to take all his scenes out in the cold. He's got, like, (laughs) a fucking, like, uh, binder or something, and he's, like, just working. They're at, like, a hot dog. Car. Yes. Yeah. He's standing like on the side of a bridge at one point. Like I don't know if he's just like out and about, like around the subway stops, but he won't go up to the platforms or something. He appears to her like um, we just did this on animation damnation. The boss from Inspector Gadget. Like it's just he's coming out of a fucking tree. Jesus, Jerry, can we go inside and go to a coffee shop or something? No, I got to be out here with the people. Yep. Doing uh, business. We get. Um, we get a quick uh, little montage of her decorating the tree, decorating the apartment for Christmas and whatnot. And Steve Sadak, we thought of you last night. It's a bluesy Christmas song, man. We might be fucking on Christmas. <sighs> oh, we might be. Get really these fucking harmonicas that, yeah. out of the Christmas music. It's awful. That and the score of this movie is outrageous with the piano. We could lower it a little bit. Too much. We could... I've always really liked the score, but last night I was listening to it and I was like, this kind of sounds like the music in The Sims when you're picking like their houses. And <laughs> oh, stuff. wow. And that's that... not a thing you should sound like if you're a movie score. No, not at all. But you just sent me flying through time with that <laughs> reference. I spent a lot of the times bricking up The Sims in yeah. a bunch of walls. Yeah. And that music played the whole ding dong time. Next, when we watch this movie again in December, you're going to hear it. <laughs> I think that's where they got the idea of the in the beginning of Sicario. Is from oh, the yes. Sims. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Just bricking people up, yep. man. You got to do it. Um, so, you know, here's the big scene. Peter Gallagher, you know, running to work. Uh, it's it's Christmas Eve day or Christmas day? It's Christmas day because she's Christmas working, day, right? Yes. Yeah, I of think course. It's Christmas day, right. yeah. Um, and I... I have... Like I said, I've seen this movie a lot. It's been a while since I've seen it in its entirety, and actually, Chelsea, I think the last time I was home when you were watching it, it was already like into the movie, so I missed the falling on the tracks. I had a completely false memory of him like having a minor stroke or something <laughs> and passing out. I missed the mugging entirely. Which is so much darker. Like, no yeah. wonder you think this movie is weird. That's so creepy <laughs> if he all of a sudden has a stroke in the middle of the Well, track. I mean, what, what what's friendly and light about a mugging? 
It's at least something like a stroke implies then of another couple of years of rehab. And yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, then she'd really be screwed. M- mugging is Todd Solins. The stroke is more a Von Trier move. Got it. That's where we're going to head after that. Dude, these guys should be wanted for attempted murder because they're like going after this dude for the scarf yeah. and shove him on the tracks. Yeah. yeah, you need to find these fuckers, dude. Yeah. Check every fucking Chicago Polish uh, social hall you can find. They're bad muggers, too. They don't get his wallet or anything. No. Are they really just going at him for the scarf? Like, how much can a, ca- like a nice scarf? That's not worth mugging someone over. No, it, definitely not. I, I mean, nothing is worth mugging someone over, also. <laughs> Most things are not worth mugging over. A marble rye? Different story. <laughs> but if you're going to do the scarf, get the jacket. I mean, come yes. on, guys. He's get dressed eyebrows, impeccably. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you, give me those eyebrows. <laughs> get the fuck back here. Oh, your big Nike eyebrows. Look uh, at you. Hold on, Cole. I got to call my eyebrow fence. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of Peter Gallagher's. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been waiting for you for a long time. Oh, my God. It's Lefty and Bill. <laughs> oh, God. There's a collector in Colorado. He's going to lose <laughs> his <laughs> shit over this. Oh, hair collector. Eyebrow Ew. aficionado magazine. It's either oh. uh, Peter Gallagher or Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> Who else could you have on there? Groucho Marx. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, those sure. Are, those Different are kind of eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields, Brooke's definitely. Oh, Eugene Levy. Oh, of course. And now uh, Dan. And now Dan Levy, they they did like a father-son cover a couple years ago. <laughs> Rachel Weiss around the mummy. Yes. yes. Yeah, those are good eyebrows. D- Demi Moore. Oh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also an eyebrow. Yeah. Is it monthly or weekly, Steve? What's the frequency? <laughs> I think we're doing weekly monthly. Is a lot. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a lot. Of- <laughs> uh-huh. Cousin it, of course. Yes, for sure. The oh, ultimate yeah. eyebrow. <laughs> Yeah, the Demi Moore cover I remember was famous because they got her eyebrows wet when they were pregnant and they photographed <laughs> oh, sh- oh, man, that's my fetish. <laughs> oh, my God, finally. Oh, gross. Um, so, yeah, he falls on the tracks. Of course, she jumps down to save him. There's an odd line, while, and it's like played for laughs, obviously. It's kind of funny, but it's also weird when you think about it. She's like trying to save his life. The train's barreling down, and she's like... <laughs> Oh, God, you smell good. Can I stop yeah. for a second saving your life to just say you smell good? <laughs> Again, you flip the genders, and man, are you creeped out. Yes. Yep. It's the worst movie at the gender switch. <laughs> yep, dude, fucking Joaquin Phoenix just sniffing Zazie Beat's unconscious hair. Yeah, <laughs> She jumps down to get him. I'm thinking she's saving him. When she says, uh, you know, oh, you smell good, I'm like... Uh, we're going to let let this train take both of us now. It can't get better than this. <laughs> we'll be married in the afterlife. <laughs> oh, shit. Ghost wedding. <laughs> and the eyebrows scream out one last time. <laughs> uh, so he's rushed to the hospital. This fucking nosy ass nurse overhears her. You know, and again, it's an insane thing to just say out loud. God, I was going to marry him. And that, you know, starts our whole insane sitcom miscommunication of this lady then fucking tells everyone on Earth that this lady is engaged to Peter Gallagher, including the old doctor played by. Did anybody look this up? No. The patriarch of the Cusack acting dynasty, Dick Cusack. Oh, of course. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. He was in like 15 movies. Probably Chica- more of a th- Chicago guy. royalty for sure. I'm oh, sure. Yeah, no, exactly. That dude fucking dined out on free sausage for the rest of his days. <laughs> yeah, man. The house of Cusack and the house of Piven own that fucking town. <laughs> right. 
Um, and it just it spreads like wildfire in this hospital. I've never known a hospital staff to be so Gabby. Because it's a good story. She saves her fiance, they think, because right. it's all the nurse's fault and not Sandra Bullock's. There you go. No, but if that nurse was played by a dude. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It is, I mean, it all it is all the nurse's fault until the family shows up. And it's so easy to stop and be like Hi. Yeah, guess what? I mean, I know this wouldn't be a movie, but like, yeah, uh, actually, uh, I just said that the nurse misunderstood me. I wanted to make sure that he was okay. I'm certainly not his fiance. I will leave you all to it. By the way, I saved your son's life, so you're welcome. Goodbye. And then no one would even think twice. Steve, I've seen you in some awkward situations. You are one to talk. There's no (laughs) way you would do this. You would be in all their family photos. You would be Sandra Bullocking along with her. Well, so. if I got to marry Peter Gallagher, I would do anything. <laughs> what about if you got to marry Bill Pullman? I think still great. Even better, probably. Better career. Nah, I disagree there, but I don't better know. Better career? Oh no, definitely better career. I just yeah. I don't like Bill Pullman, I kinda realized. I've kinda come to come to realize today. Blast like, for at, me. <laughs> today. At all? all right. No, I mean like in in like I, Independence Day, I'll give you for sure. He's great. It's a fun performance. It's it's really good. I uh-huh. was a couple of weeks, a couple of uh, last week actually, I think I got a little bit high and I was like, you know, I want to watch something. We were talking about rewatching Spaceballs. I was like, it's on Amazon Prime, excellent. I put it on and I got to the Bill Pullman bit and it's him and John Candy and I'm like, I just wish this was anybody else. I wish it was <laughs> anyone else than Bill Pullman. I but, don't think he's as funny as Hollywood seemed to think he could be. Precisely. Yeah, I, I think that's he's fair. a great actor. Yeah, but I will give you that. I think this is as funny as he can be is is while you were sleeping. Mr. Wrong, Spaceballs, those were maybe asking a little bit much. I mean, uh, I just love him as a presence. I think he's incredible. Like Lost Highway, he's incredible in. Yeah, you're right. Okay, no, I, I guess it's dra- dramas, yes. Comedies, no, for me anyway. Yeah, no, and I think that's totally fair. But I think, Chelsea, you're right that, like, he is a dude who can do like this exact amount of comedy where like the laughs come mostly through a channel of like charm. Yeah. Like he's so goddamn charming in this movie. It sickens yeah, me. Yeah. But like all of the laughs that he can get and get away with are because he's also so goddamn charming. You know what is actually a good comedy with him in it is the zero effect. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. movie. He's really good in that. That's one of those movies like did it ever get like a dvd release oh yeah i had that dvd oh really don't okay. be talking to me about zero effect i know <laughs> oh, fair the enough. history i've been trying to see if they're ever going to put out like a really good blu-ray they are not <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they, the company wrote back <laughs> dear mr, mr. cabin <laughs> please stop writing it's yeah they wrote back with a fucking cease and desist letter <laughs> Uh, so let's you know we mentioned the family. So we got we got the fucking old ass all stars here: Peter it's a Boyle, Glennis yeah. Johns, the mother from uh, Mary Poppins. Yes. Uh, goddamn Jack Warden as like the the friend of the family who's just like a fucking widower now. So he's hanging out with them. Uh, he's fucking great. Um, that that's the the three old people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, the yes. mom. Oh yeah, and then the I mom. No, but oh, that's uh oh, it's funny because. Her name is Micole. Yes. 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 Oh, that's right. What an odd thing. Yes, Micole Mercurio yeah. passed away four years ago. Uh, oh, she's in Flashdance, actually. Can we uh, talk uh, for a second about... So, yeah, it's it's them, and 
Monica Kina, uh, yes. who was 15 when this movie was filmed, is she adopted? Was there was she a foundling? Was there a wish? Because I mean, Peter Boyle is this woman's biological father. I'm I'm going with foundling. Okay. No, I think when you're Catholic, sometimes it, yep. it happens, and yep. you didn't mean for it to. <laughs> yeah. You are you are fucking dead on correct. Yeah. That's yeah. what that is. That she, is a that sister was an oops. Yeah, <laughs> it was. They had one of their famous wild Christmas parties with too much of the eggnog. Yep. And yep. Peter Boyle forgot later. to pull out. Yeah. I just feel like they're in their mid fifties, and she's like, "Oh, I'm pregnant." And he goes, "Are you serious?" <laughs> yes. And the, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Although, here's another option. Just gonna throw it out there it's chinatown syndrome and that you know, like this maybe see they don't mention a daughter this doesn't really work if there's a daughter but maybe it's like bill pullman or i guess peter gallagher it's secret kid oh. and then it's like we're just gonna raise you know maybe like mm-hmm. bill pullman was like fucking 13 or something yes. uh we're gonna raise her like one of our own never say anything yep. about it you know what i mean until like we're all dead and gone and then you can have that awkward conversation so it could be a chinatown slash jack nicholson in real life situation listen mitch i had sex with a prostitute in nevada <laughs> came to reap we gotta go it would make so much more sense that she would be, be bill pullman's daughter or uh peter gallagher's daughter yeah she's so, i mean she's just so young or jack warden had an affair with nicole and <laughs> oh, nice. it was like don't worry about it baby nothing can happen between the two of us look at us and then it's just <laughs> another big catholic oops although jack warden's jewish in this movie that's yeah. true i do you so i thought that monica kina and sandra bullock were going to become like best friends in this movie and they like, become friendly. They friendly play it up that way, but bit. but she kind of Monica Kita kind of disappears because I don't know yeah. what to do with her, which is fine because the movie's a little too long anyway. Uh, just it is. It is. It I'll is. give you that. Yeah. The third act is a little. Oh long. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got it's got two third acts. It's like right. act three and act three point five yeah. almost. Um, but yeah, it's because it's also tough when you're juggling a movie where like every family member has like something to do, like especially at the jump eventually someone's going to fall away. Like, after Monica Kina totally mucks up the works even more with a second overheard thing about Sandra Bullock being pregnant, and then she just fucking goes and blib blabs that to everybody. Then it's like she's just out of the movie. Plus, it's her winter break. She's hanging out. She's too busy to hang out with her family too much. Yeah, her brother's in a coma, but, like, she she made plans with friends. Dude, honestly, Chelsea, you you hit the nail on the head with, yeah, he's in a coma. Because everyone's, (laughs) no one is, like, I mean, a coma is a fucking serious situation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, every minute counts, and, like, every, it's always like, oh, shit, if he doesn't wake up tomorrow there's gonna be permanent brain damage and everyone's people are sobbing it's like a half death it's like a real fucking they're just going home they're doing like an hour of an hour visit every couple of days yeah i'm not a doctor but they do seem very like it'll end soon let's just wait it out (laughs) which i don't think is usually how that goes but it is at least how they've decided to treat this movie and the doctors aren't like see giving them much information they're like well the world turns again. <laughs> and like, that's it. Like, it, it's not like any updates about like, oh, he had like a bad night or anything like that. It's like, well, I got to go get some coffee. Yeah, well, later. He's peacefully sleeping. It's like, not really. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing, guys. The holidays only come once a year. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Well, like, what are you going to do? You're Plus, the hospital's there? probably got like skeleton staff. It's Christmas. This guy is probably like 
he does one case a year and it's like, oh, now he's in charge of the coma guy. Right. Well, the one thing that they do put in this, so they all come in and like the, the awkward thing is like, oh, this is Lucy, his fiance. And she's like, ooh, ah, ook. And, you know, they're doing all that stuff. And then it's overheard that the grandmother has some sort of a heart condition and it's, she'll die if she's not her fiance, his, his fiance or whatever that is. And the solution to that is, let me just tell a couple of you away from Glennis Johns, and you guys can fucking figure that out. (laughs) After I've long disappeared into the cold (laughs) Chicago night. Exactly. But, I I mean, Glennis John in this movie, though, she does such a great job. She is so good in this movie. She's fucking hilarious, but also, like, because of, like, you know, just the age that she was at the time the movie made and was made and like her voice sounding so fragile. I fucking totally believe she was this, this like glass figurine that would shatter at any second. She's just this gentle old grandma. It's a great performance. And is she the only of the older cast that's still around is, is um, Jack Warden. Still no, around? Jack Warden passed so away. She's, she's the winner. Boyle, yeah. Peter Boyle and his aggressive baldness are gone. <laughs> He's aggressive. That's what you call that. That's aggressively yeah. bald. When the skullet yeah. starts dipping down into the lut part of the skullet, like the back half, and you're losing the mullet look of your skullet. That's what he's got in this. Movie. I, he's got a famous skullet. He's fa- him and Hulk Hogan were famous for that skullet, right? But like his dips down to the back of his head more than Terry Belea's does. My my whole reference point for Jack Warden was Problem Child. And oh, he's the, he's uh, John. Uh, what's his face's dad? John yes. Ritter's dad. So I kept on thinking like Peter Gallagher was Junior grown up <laughs> oh shit dude how did he go from fucking red-haired junior to like this dark as the night black peter gallagher he hair? learned that you have to blend in to really make some real trouble i uh my, my jack warden um reference point is dirty work yep um me too cops um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. um that actually started uh uh playing against me while watching this movie steve because i me and the fucking false memories with this movie I'm watching the movie and I'm like, oh yeah, at some point in this movie, Jack Warden dies. Oh no. And because it's like Jack, the half of this movie takes place in the hospital, and Jack Warden is in most of those scenes. And I was like, oh, Jack Warden in the hospital. Yeah, he's gonna die at some point. It's totally just pops and dirty work where he's in the hospital yes, and he dies. Yeah. Uh makes it out unscathed. There's no deaths in this movie, actually. Zero deaths, unfortunately. The kill count <laughs> remains at zero for while you were sleeping. Real short kill count video. Um, but so there's all this stuff like they're like, oh, did you, oh, you're the fiance. You must have stolen him away from what is it, Ashley, the other girlfriend, yes. Ashley, Ashley I, Bartlett Bacon, who oh, everybody man. fucking hates. Yeah. Well, with a name like that, wouldn't yeah. you, that's Bartlett what, that's Bacon? What Peter Boyle says that she was awfully full of herself for someone named after breakfast meat. <laughs> I could quote most of this movie. I did watch it again last night, but I didn't have to. You rewatched it with like a an air of like, well, it's on and you have to watch it. <laughs> it's funny though, because I was about to be like, oh, like his last girlfriend and I was going to, name somebody like tiffany sausage and i I kept being like that's a poor name that's a poor name like bethany sausage brittany you know it's all important like bacon is okay sausage is not yeah Yeah. you can't be sausage just go with linda oatmeal (laughs) linda oatmeal okay god finally someone's doing it (laughs) stephanie eggs (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, so Sandy kind of like gets the hell out of there and she goes back home only to be fucking harassed again by Joey Jr., which I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, and Joe, he could be Joe, you know, he's like, Joey Jr. <laughs> this is a Joey Jr., though. Like, yeah, well, yeah, he's he's a big man, baby. Man. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, baby, I got us ice capade tickets. Like, it's like the cultural event of the season. And he does do an excellent job at portraying it like he thinks it's the cultural event of the season. Like, oh, this is a hot shit event. Have you ever seen Aladdin on ice? It brought a tear to my eye. Oh, <laughs> they got John Reese davies baby. <laughs> what uh, what were the ice capades? Uh, weren't they like it was uh like a, a ice skating show but i think it was disney oriented no that was that was disney on ice oh that right, is I just disney on ice okay well, i think any ice capades is just sort of like an ice show that's like sort of fun and breezy and yeah. kind of yeah like so it's a type- fancy lights and stuff like that right i get i get all that but i'm saying like is it a type of entertainment or is ice capades a brand or was it a brand that i don't i think it's closer if i had to guess it would be a type of entertainment yeah okay it like is. are we talking kleenex q-tip kind of a thing here you know i don't know people will call will let you know on twitter yeah, right yeah. Now. all you massive right ice capades fans out there <laughs> let us know because i ain't looking it up uh she's got a great cat in this movie it's important two great cats in this movie yes, which, which, which you want and I, I it almost passes the cat bechdel test but those cats don't talk to each other about, <laughs> about and not about a human so that's sad uh, they're only talking about dogs <laughs> Um, oh, there is a scene around here. So the big thing, and again, this is where, now Steve, you got a big problem with Jack Warden in this movie. Uh, there is a scene where Sandra Bullock, like, you know, just, you know, feeling down and alone, decides to go back to the hospital and she's talking to Peter Gallagher in the coma still, of course, and just like lays it all out. Like, this is what fucking happened. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada. Jack Warden through the glass. <laughs> yeah. Here's all this. This old man hears this. He is this. the best here and over all the hospital noise. He has the best <laughs> sense of, <laughs> of anyone ever. Um, I, can't, I can't hear my, my, my wife in the next room. So Jack Warden's got me beat. I was, yeah. I was waiting for him to take out like the end of a phonograph thing up against it when put it <laughs> in his ear. <laughs> But you know what, Sandra Bullock, you need to learn a lesson here. You got in trouble, and I'm, I'm, I am a, I'm a consummate mutterer myself, and it's something I always have to like, all right, don't mutter yourself. But like, she got in trouble for muttering to herself, all right? Don't go back and start talking out loud again to no one. It's only serving you poorly. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's a person in a coma, and what do they always tell you with those people? Mm-hmm. Just talk to them. They can hear you. We think they can hear you. Just talk to I, them. I think it's fine for you to talk to them. Just don't confess, you know, your secrets to them, maybe. Yeah. Maybe well, it's, don't it's, let it's, the whole dime drop. It's sadder than that, though, man, because this whole monologue is about, like, how she understands how pathetic it is that she's oh, in love oh, with someone man. that she's never met before. It's fucking devastating. It's so sad. And I think we're still at Christmas. Yeah, it's still <laughs> Christmas Day, I think, at this point. And again, oh. <laughs> she's dressed like she's about to enter the fucking dream and with, dreaming with this incredible Neil Gaiman coat. <laughs> it's quite spectacular. I, mean, I think it's the best coat in the movie. Sorry, Peter Gallagher. They're trying to, again, like, Desexify her a bit and make her look schlubby, which is very difficult. So it's like I don't know, maybe it's a circus tent that she wears. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone in this movie does look pretty schlubby. It looks yes. like they bought most of the wardrobe except for Peter Gallagher's from like J.C. Penney. Yep. Which 
it's, tracks for it's the family. totally it accurate works. though it it it's Really, it's got some nice details in the wardrobe. I've always liked it. Absolutely. I mean, I like that this movie also is just the whole family is like working class. And Peter Gallagher is the exception because he's like a big time lawyer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just it keeps everything grounded. Because you know what? Here's the thing. At the end of the day, they're not rich pieces of shit. So I can actually care for these people. I mean, (laughs) Bill Pullman is like Magic Mike. He's making furniture and like (laughs) trying to like make a life that way now. I need a scene in this like furniture studio that he's got. I need a montage where he's dancing to Genuine's oh, pony. Yeah. That's what you said. <laughs> you read my mind. I figured. Uh, you know, just making a chair, Genuine blaring. He's yeah. got his fucking shirt off, and then because it's Christmas, once Pony finishes, it just switches over to some sort of we might be fucking on Christmas harmonica riff, and he's still just doing it to it, shaving wood off something. Bill, it would be awesome. Bill Pullman just grinding against Matt Bomer. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Our Independence Day. So uh which one of you ladies got something for me? Here it comes. Here comes the section. Please welcome to the stage a fictitious president of the United States. <laughs> I'm gonna call you Big Bail. <laughs> Oh shit, dude! If they make a third Magic Mike movie, Bill Pullman as then, the the guy who's like uh, he's he's done his last dance kind of a thing, and then half the audience lives like I thought it was Bill Paxton. I wanted to watch Bill Paxton strip. <laughs> oh, he's been dead for years. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna be a problem. I mean, not I'm not talking out of school, and I'm I, I'm not reporting anything. But Bill Pullman was a little excited when Bill Paxton died, right? Just a little bit, just yep. the tiniest bit. Yeah, I don't that's know, one maybe, less thing I got to worry about. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe excited is the wrong word. I would say maybe he was a, a scotch relieved. Yes, or like his agent was glad. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, that's all right, even better. I don't need to ask. Okay, this is this is who you mean Independence Day, right? Not, a, not Apollo thirteen, right? You're looking, you're looking for the right guy. Dude, that'd be great. Like, like the the news rings out around Hollywood that Paxton passed away due to fucking medical incompetence, and then the phone rings at the Pullman estate. It's like, Bill, Bubba, did you hear the good news? You're the only Bill in town. Uh, yeah, I do love the idea of just like um, Bill Pullman coming in. Ah, I'm coming in to read for. Uh, uh, yes, thank you so much for picking me up for uh, Big Love. This is excellent to read for that. <laughs> oh wait, I'm looking at. You wanted pack. Yeah, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm just not I'm not gonna read I'm just gonna leave. Uh, Thank you guys. Thanks everybody. Thanks for your time. I I'm not gonna waste your time. Just could you please could you just validate this parking? <laughs> I mean, I haven't even been here for ten minutes. How many fruit baskets do you think Bill Pullman's wife got when Bill Pullman? <laughs> <laughs> Enough that they ate on them for days. Yes. <laughs> well, that's poor Bill Pullman's wife. Someone's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry about your husband. Like, oh, my God, what happened? Homer's not dead. He's in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I uh, heard you're making a sequel to Twister. You know, we had somewhat similar <laughs> circles. Oh, you might want to think about, you know, getting me on board. I was great in Dark Waters, you know. Dude, he's just fucking playing the same character. They didn't even change it. It's just Helen Hunt and Bill Pullman. <laughs> you know, I think me and Helen would have great chemistry. I honestly think, you know, it's time for a Helen Hunt Bill Pullman movie. <laughs> Marty, shut up. Uh, so uh, the most awkward thing in the world is the invitation that Sandra Bullock's character gets. What's her name? Lucy. Lucy, yes. Lucy. 
they're like, the family comes in like the next day or something, and they're all at the hospital again. And it's like, oh, well, you know, because all the craziness that happened on Christmas, we didn't get a chance to celebrate. We're doing it tonight. Why don't you come to our house? This is an absolutely not situation. But yep. how can you not go? And like, <laughs> as far as they know, it's your fiance's family. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Well, she tries, though. She's like, oh, I got to work, yeah. this, that, and the other thing. I do have to constantly remind myself in this movie that she has literally no one. Right. So exactly, she needs Kathy to Jimmy or her friend Celeste to be like, "Hey, how's it going? Yeah. I'm, why do you come to my house for Christmas? Why do you come to my house for New Year's? You know, or she does. She does have New Year's Eve plans, which I was shocked about, by the way. <laughs> well, she's going to Celeste's house. Yeah. Even Ricky Lake in Baby Cakes had a better <laughs> social structure to her life <laughs> than she does. It's amazing. It should. This should not be. And it's not like she's, uh, you know, a seemingly like annoying character or something. She seems like a pretty yeah, down to her, aside from like fantasizing about Prince Charming every day in her inner monologue. Oh. But other than that, I'd hang out with Sandra Bullock in this movie. Absolutely. She's played more obnoxious characters. What was that uh, Ryan Reynolds movie? Wasn't she obnoxious oh, on that? Proposal. Oof. Or what uh, was the one she won the Razzie for with her and Bradley that, All about Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a trash really movie. Bad. I think yeah. that might have been what I was definitely thinking of. Yeah, because I don't think she's that bad in the proposal. No, what is really bad? Oh, you know what's really bad about that movie is uh, Betty White raps in it. Ooh, Does that's she? tough. Yeah, because they do some. Remember, they are you do thinking s- of the wedding singer? These are different movies. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to the house. Uh, uh-huh. Is the big thing here? It's the big trip <laughs> to uh, the house for Christmas. Christmas too. And Jack Warden is hiding in the bushes, prepared to fucking take <laughs> her out. <laughs> well, he sits her down. He's like, "Well, listen, you know, uh, I know that you're not who you said you are, but." You know what? You're now damned for all eternity because if you don't say that, you'll destroy these people or whatever the hell he said. But is this where he he doesn't call her no, out right here though? He does doesn't. He? Oh no, he, he doesn't. No, no this is where he talks about like you know I, I'm very close with them. You we don't know. He has heard her already clearly. Yeah, but yeah, we he's don't know to intimidate yet. Intimidate her a little. Maybe. Oh right, because he's like you know the I love these people like yes. they're my own family. Right, like, yeah, don't you're totally you right. Hurt them. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he's yes. Doing, and she's like I would never. And right, I think right, he right. believes her. Yeah, I think he definitely, he totally, I think like even though he has the intel the whole movie, yeah. he understands that she's a good person. I think she also tells him around here about like dead her dad, dad yeah. and we moved from Indiana last year. Right. Uh, and, kind of a thing. And look, Lucy, if you decide to hurt this family, I know some guys who can come to your apartment and they'll <laughs> take care of you and you'll, you'll be bye-bye. Nobody will know. <laughs> Nobody. We'll throw you in the Chicago River. <laughs> uh, so this is like, man, I gotta tell you what, looking through family clips like this, no thanks. I do not like when the, the photo albums come out and this is like, to give you like a little bit of background on Peter Gallagher, I guess, like he saved a bunch of squirrels when he was a child and they've got clippings of that. Yeah. Maybe and I mean like I, I I do feel like this weird thing where like she falls in love with the family and this happens a lot in movies I and I don't think this happens in real life where people like fall in love with the family first and then the person second like you know what I mean like I <laughs> I find that very creepy it's just mm-hmm. like I don't know like family it's always like yeah my I got my family you got yours and we'll just we'll, we'll make it all work kind of a thing like I'd maybe understand it if it's a situation where like. 
you grew like it's like your best friend's sister or your best friend's brother or something like that and you grew up together and know the family that way but something like this is ridiculous like it's it's grotesque (laughs) grotesque i mean (laughs) i stand by my statement you also you gotta remember though again she has no one. I know. She has yeah. no one. And how charming are they? They're so sweet. They're all exchanging gifts. There's eggnog. There's... See, it's I don't want to do this with my own family, yeah. let alone anyone else's. Maybe but here's I'm the just thing. a miserable crank. But maybe also it's because it's quarantine and I miss anyone that I'm <laughs> like, this is so amazing. But I think the thing that's also different from this family to most families is that there's not like... I mean, I guess technically, like, the asshole of this family is Peter Gallagher. Yes. Everyone else here is on the up and up. There's not, like, racist Uncle Jerry in the recliner who won't get up to shake your hand. You know, there's none of that. It's just, like, they're all impossibly nice, good people. So I can totally understand it. I'm just coming at this from, like, my social anxiety. Like, I could not be in, a like, a party situation like this, you know, a holiday thing like this. Where I don't know a single person. Yeah. I would be shitting my pants yes. the whole time. Yeah. They yeah. fucking got her Christmas presents for crying out loud. Weird. Christmas presents and a Christmas stocking. Oh, the name. stocking that's already up there. Well, that's would you thing. actually, uh, Chelsea accurately pointed it out. That's definitely something my mom would do. Your mom <laughs> definitely has blank stockings just waiting in case anyone else. <laughs> you had a stocking personalized for you like the first Christmas you we went home to my parents' place. I'm sure before that. I'm sure. <laughs> Like, oh, Andrew's dating a new girl. Time to make the Christmas stocking yeah. just in case it goes through the holidays. And it's very sweet. It's very sweet. It absolutely is. No, but it's just hilarious that, uh, you know, it's another good touch on the production design in this movie yes. that they would definitely be a family that did that. Yes. Oh, Andrew, don't you want to, uh, you know, invite some of your friends from college over? I got plenty, uh, you know, stockings <laughs> for all of them. Hey, I think if you look somewhere in my parents' storage unit cabin, there's a fucking Chris Cabin stocking <laughs> in there. There might very well have been. There's one for all three of you guys. Just in case. She doesn't know how Christmas will go. She's just waiting. Absolutely. Yeah. But to your point, Andrew, the social anxiety bit, it's like, yeah, I get invited to someone's house like on Christmas. It's like and I, I gotta pull somebody's like, I, do I have to do I have to bring a gift? Who do I have to who do I have to buy for now? It's 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 you're you're handing not to sound like George Costanza, but you're handing me a bill for presents at this point. Absolutely. Now I gotta go out and buy some horse shit. Well, she buys one of the biggest scams of the holidays, a fucking planted poinsettia. Yeah. Oh, Get the of hell out of here with the poinsettias. Yeah. You can't keep those in a house with animals. You gotta no. always go with the classic. Just bring like the bubble coat episode, bring a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, totally. There one, is. Of, one of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld, Kevin, the dinner party. Absolutely. One of the uh, horseshit lifetime Christmas movies. I think this might be a Hallmark <laughs> one that me and my wife watch every year. And I will say me and my wife. It's not like I get dragged to them. I'm watching them. Is this one? Uh, it's a poinsettia farm. Oh, and oh <laughs> we watched that yep. with his mother this yeah, past yep. okay. oh, right. Hell yeah, Don't we watched yeah. that one. Yeah. That, the thing that drove me crazy about that movie is like, the, you, the poinsettia farm has to be like, they're not busy in December. They're busy in like October getting this shit together. It's, right. You're, doing, you're not shipping on the, the 21st. No, but I recall, isn't there some craziness in that movie where, like, oh my God, the poinsettias aren't blooming in time? <laughs> yes, exactly. They have to like build a whole new greenhouse for it. There's also a lot of that movie about the pronunciation of poinsettia. Like, yeah. I'm yep. still getting it wrong. I know poinsettia is just <laughs> what I'm going to say. For the rest of my life, I don't care how many movies they make. <laughs> to teach me how to. Well, good news, baby, because there's a whole poinsettia franchise coming out this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. 
This will allow me to scream very briefly about something in the IMDb trivia. <laughs> oh, go go right ahead. At the Tribune, as per a uh, 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 cesspool per usual. But sure. like this one particular thing <laughs> is there was a chunk in this movie where it was just a person describing the different ways you can say fiance. Uh-huh. Oh, I saw that. It's like three lines long. I'm like, get the, what are you doing with your life? What <laughs> you know the, what's who funny are though? you? I I looked at that and I was like, oh, they're pointing. I didn't read it all the way, but I was like, oh, this one is just talking about how people in the movie pronounce it multiple ways. But you're saying that's not what they're attributing it to. They're not linking it to characters in this movie. They're just saying like these are the ways you can say it. I'll tell you this: I didn't read it past the first line because <laughs> I was like, "This is fucking stupid and shouldn't be here." Yeah, that's not the true. The nurse says she's his fiance. Yeah. Oh. Like, who pronounces it that way? Yeah, the fee than, like that. The fiance. It's fiance. Again, this is a movie I know how every intonation <laughs> sounds. So that's why I love you. I've lost my fiance, the poor baby. <laughs> so they're like talking about, oh, Bill, is Jack coming? Is Jack coming? That's Bill Pullman. Uh, he right. doesn't show up that night. Oh, he shows up late. And I well, because he's got to walk onto the set of a fucking Folgers Crystals commercial. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> you're my gift this year, dude. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the worst commercial, and I hate. Many things about the holidays, but that might be one of the, the, yeah, the, the top five. The it's primary the characters from that commercial moved to Alabama. It's the worst. <laughs> Apologies to any cool people in Alabama who aren't <laughs> fucking their siblings. The, uh, but Porn no, Hub presents yep, uh, whatever, yep. the, the Folgers Christmas commercial. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want this conversation to be over. I need to stop thinking about it. Because he comes in. How? Uh, first of all, though, how shitty is this? You're like... We're going to do, it's a redo Christmas. He was like, look, I took off the 25th. Right. It's not my fault my brother went into a coma. But he, <laughs> works, he works for a family business, though. Uh, yes. you can, I think he secretly hates these people. Of oh, course yeah. he does. You He's trying to. to stop working with his dad. It's already pretty tense, you know? I, I, yeah. I mean, you see the way he acts with him toward, at the, towards the end of the movie. It's ice fucking cold. <laughs> it's, the, I don't see any warmth between them. I think he hates Peter Gallagher. Oh yeah, oh uh, Pullman and Gallagher. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, I, they're like kind of content. Even though like Bill Pullman's got that fucking weird speech where he's like, "I've never wanted anything you've had. I've always been cool with you being better than me until Lucy." Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the weird thing. But um, yeah. So there, there's the Folgers Crystals thing. Stop Sandy. It. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. But no, just to say that he comes home late, and it's Monica Kina, who's the only one that's up, gives him a big hug. That's why it's the Folgers Crystals. And she, she says, you're my present this year. She yeah, doesn't she put a bow on him or anything. <laughs> no. no, she doesn't tongue kiss him, nothing like <laughs> that. Thank uh, God for that. But, like, Sandy is sleeping over. Like, this is... She must have hit the eggnog too hard. Yeah. She took a cab there. Take a cab back. <laughs> it's craziness. There is the greatest thing, though, setting up, like, the next morning scene. And it's one of those brilliant things that, like, happy accidents. Thank God we had this take. Oh, my God. The paper boy just riding down the street, <laughs> delivering the papers, and the actor just loses his balance and eats shit. It's one of my favorite moments on film. It's like, great. And it's on like, film. <laughs> it's so awesome because, like, Clearly, it's not scripted because it's not that kind of movie. But like John Turtletaub and company had enough of a sense of humor to be like, you know what? This is 
surprisingly hysterical. Let's leave this yeah. in. I, again, I've seen this movie a hundred times. I cackle out loud. Yeah. Cackle Three confirmation. That, yes. I could just imagine John Trevor like, yeah, you know, that 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 right there, that the magic of the cinema. The magic <laughs> of the cinema is that paper boy doofing it right into the concrete. <laughs> I was reading some listicle kind of thing that was like things you don't know about while you were sleeping before we were doing this and it was like you know that fall isn't really as funny he really hurt himself yeah. he broke <laughs> he broke his something or other i was like no it's still funny and i'm yep. going to laugh at it every time i hope that guy's okay but at the same time i also don't care i'm gonna laugh every yep. time sorry listicle and sorry that dude's wrist that's fucking hilarious and also 1995. It's a total like precursor to Jackass. It's that level of hilarity. <laughs> it's if you if you're not gonna watch this movie, at least seek out that fall. Totally, yeah. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, like she slinks out the next morning or tries to. Bill Pullman, like fucking Batman, is just perched on the staircase, like waiting for <laughs> her to wake up, which is weird. Um, and there's a weird thing where when he comes home, like the sister was like, because he's like, oh, who's that on the couch? And she's like. Oh, that's uh, that's Lucy. That's uh, Peter Gallagher's fiance. And Bill Pullman like takes a look and is just like, "That's not Peter Gallagher's fiance." <laughs> His name is also Peter in this movie, right? That's it what's confusing Peter. me. He's okay, Peter. yeah. Bill Pullman is Jack. Right, and he's like, "Oh, that's not Peter's fiance." So then, like the next morning, he's kind of like grilling a little bit because he's suspicious of what the situation is here. Uh, uh, Peter's fiance wears honky pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you know he's grilling her, and she's like instantly uncomfortable. Like they have a fun little flirtatious, contentious relationship mm, kind yeah. of a thing. Uh, Their chemistry is great, though. Yep. Like I think, I think they make it work in this movie. I guess maybe not everyone does, but I it totally works I, for me. I just don't get why. He, like he's immediately like interrogating her. Like I, I wonder if that means he met. Uh, Ashley, like yeah, because yeah. well, he so confidently says that's not Peter's fiance. Right, I think he must sometimes talk to Peter Gallagher, and Peter Gallagher was like, "I'm dating a terrible blonde woman." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this nice brunette, and he's like, oh, "I'm pretty sure that's not it." Yeah, like I don't think that they're like double dating or anything like no, that. I don't think like, they have any social relationship I, with each other. They, Chicago's not that big a town. You run into people I'm when sure. you get to go outside. I feel like it's more like <laughs> Peter Gallagher is sending him like in the mail pictures of her and a letter <laughs> that says, "You could never get a woman like this." <laughs> to Bill Pullman every once in a while, just because like I really they I don't think they like each other at all you know and once we get to see peter's apartment this time i was getting real like patrick bateman vibes from him so i don't want to say i agree with you chris but maybe i could (laughs) instead of women's heads he's got baskin robbins (laughs) just a bunch of fucking baskin robbins like a baby it's it's true. He's having really seedy orgies in that house. It's him, a lady, his left eyebrow, his right eyebrow. <laughs> They're all going you know, for it. You know the other apartment that it totally reminded me of though is Rob Lowe's apartment in Wayne's World. Yes. Because yep. he's got another like Chicago high rise apartment, 100%. I believe. Um Excellent. Mike Myers <laughs> walking around the apartment. Um oh, so there's a fucking hilarious thing though. She gets like um like his effects 
I guess like you the still stuff that was on him. Yes. like at the no. time, like in his coat. Yeah, yeah. the hospital that like, gives her the bag of stuff, including his wallet. One of the funniest things, and it's like it's supposed to speak to the character of Peter Gallagher, but I feel like it's a little overboard in that the only photographs he has in his wallet are just posed pictures of himself. Like That's another Se- Patrick Bateman thing. Yeah, like Sears portraits, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're not him actually playing tennis. It's just him dressed for tennis with a tennis racket in front of a Yeah, he's racket. in a costume. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> very weird. It's like that thing with Krusty, all the different roles. Like, look at my range. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're totally right. Like it's this, Peter Gallagher dressed up as a cop. Yeah. This movie is really a story of how Lucy avoids being murdered by him. Yeah, totally. She and avoids getting a chainsaw dropped on her head. Instead falls in love with the murderer's brother and, and has to live with what she missed out on. Man, the murderer's brother. Life. That's actually the sequel to While You Were Sleeping there was the murderer's is. brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the day after Peter Gallagher gets out of the hospital, Allie Walker goes missing. <laughs> There's a weird thing around here where Bill Pullman's like, going around looking for her or something and he runs into Jackie April, Joey Jr. Just calling him by a Soprano's name. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Joey Jr. That's, I've never watched Sopranos, which is why I didn't get it the first time you referred to it. Uh, well, that's what I was also saying. It's incredibly weird because I really only, I mostly know him as Jackie April from the Sopranos. So it's weird to see him not playing a, like an evil gangster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is weird. But this is the scene where he, like Bill Pullman's like, oh, do you know her or something? He's like, know her? I'm dating her. And I'm like, fuck, this dude is delusional. Yeah. It's creepy as all. Like, and, and I mean, like, not that like, I don't think that she's encouraging him, but I think no, she could do all. a better job of being like, dude, you need to get the fuck away from me. I don't, she's doing a lot of that. <laughs> oh. He lives there. His father owns the building. Like he's Yeah, I, but I, I mean, I guess I wouldn't renew my lease is the idea. I know moving is expensive and nobody wants to do it, but you know what? If someone's smelling the under part of your door, you got to get out of there. <laughs> also, but the bigger thing here is that Bill Pullman would have to be a grade A moron to believe that yes. this guy is telling him the truth when he says that. Like, I, you meet this guy who's honking, like, spitting on the ground, like, picking his nose, and he says, yeah, that's my girlfriend. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that squares. That makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, this is, speaking of the apartment, this is where she goes, because, you know, all his information is in there, so she goes to the apartment to see what's going on, uh, and is... Uh, oh, because that. Oh, that's why she goes actually, because there's she finds a a can of cat food. Yes, uh, in the, the bag. So cat. it's like, oh fuck, better go uh, see what's up with this cat. It's been days. Goes to this killer apartment. And speaking of killers, Bill Pullman is stalking her, kind yep. of. Like, he also <laughs> goes over to the house. Uh, although, good physical comedy here. She fucking slams the door in his face, which was pretty great. They, he's like, oh, I got you. Uh, the, the parents got you an engagement present. You want to bring it in? And it's this enormous couch. Oh, right. Yes, that's what they're, yeah. Which okay. doesn't fit in this guy's apartment at all. Like, the aesthetic is very, you know, American Psycho. This is all in the family. It's not the same sort of situation. Yeah. Oh, I think the the couch thing is later. This is, like... Uh, they're just like looking around or something and, um, yeah, it's like, oh, 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 that's what it is. Like, oh, Peter doesn't have a cat. She's like going around the apartment, like here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Like, oh, Peter doesn't have a cat. And then here comes this cat. So it's like, ooh, saved again, I guess, somehow. This is all leading up to like Bill Pullman pulling an and inherent the wind in the fucking hospital <laughs> yes. and like trying yeah. to press her on like all these details about it, including some incident about him losing his testicle 
through a well, pencil. Yeah, so they go back to the hospital to donate blood. And so, you know, Bill Pullman's like, we can take my car. And they go to the hospital. They're donating the blood. And then she, he's, like, asking these questions. And this is, like, he tries to, like, chase after her after they gave blood. And he passes out or something. Which happened the only time I gave blood as well. <laughs> oh, really? I was not chasing after anyone. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's good. But I did pass out because I was trying to get back to AP English. Oh, man. Oh, so you pass out in school? Oh, yeah. It was Hallway awful. pass out? What are we talking? Another classroom. Oh, you would have but, seen. So not in, the, not in the nurse's office? No. In public pass out? Yeah. That stinks. It did. And you, yeah. oh, you would have seen a leisurely stroll from me. <laughs> <laughs> I do love, uh, but by the way, the, the hospital calls Sandra Bullock, and she has to tell the family. She's like, oh, you know, the hospital called me and said it's tradi- it's uh, it's in tradition to give blood for the family to come and give blood or something <laughs> like, hey, you want to come back and visit this guy? Um, he's been in a coma like a couple days now. No one's been here for three days. Maybe just stop I, on in. I love that as like uh, the hospital being like colleges calling alumni. <laughs> Do you want to come back and give more blood? I know like it's been like seven months since your father was here, but you could just come and give more blood. And you know, then I'm- instead they curse them out. And they're saying, I'm still paying my loans on that blood. I will not give you more blood. Still Absolutely. paying my hospital bills from the last exactly. visit. Exactly. What the hell, though? I mean, you know, and I'm no doctor. Sure. Uh, but like if someone's in a coma, why do you have to fucking give blood to them? I think because uh. you want to have a blood bank you're not yeah you're I think not trying to get it for peter gallagher you're just trying to get blood to have that's what i but bank. but i thought the reason they're doing it is because of peter what is the i mean maybe he needs maybe you need more blood when you're in a coma something something i don't know none of us are doctors no none of us actually no one no one here is a doctor i mean right. like i said the doctors are mostly talking about what they're gonna have for lunch in this movie <laughs> yeah that's true but again it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. I don't get anything productive done the week between Christmas and New Year's That's ever. True. But you're not a doctor, Chelsea. That's just true. That's well, true. but come we on, like what that. medical emergencies around the holidays, man? You got your Christmas lonely heart suicides, obviously, uh-huh. but you know you don't need the hospital for those. Uh, it should be a light week. It should be a light week all over the place. Sure. So between Christmas and New Year's, everybody stop getting sick, stop having accidents. Uh-huh. Let's all just take the week off. Enough <laughs> with your comas, yes. says Andrew Drupin. <laughs> exactly. How um, depressing is the week between Christmas and New Year's going to be this year? Oh, yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. No. It usually is a great week, and now it's just going to be like every other day. The saddest, worst week. <laughs> no, we're going to uh, have a vaccine on election day, uh, but oh, only for right. certain people. Oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah, I finally get to get uh, blackout drunk for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Totally. Yay. Uh, let's, you know what? We'll set a goal and then the next day we'll try to beat it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the ball thing, Kevin, that you were talking about. So Bill Pullman is really, like Steve said, pulling an inherit the wind in this room. Like, you got to fucking tell us. You got to prove it. What's the hard evidence? This, that, and the other thing. Uh, and then she just blurts out, he only has one testicle. And they're like, okay. And this is like a blink and you miss it moment from earlier in the film where like she bumps into a buddy of his, like a work buddy. Yeah. Uh, And it's some miscommunication. And he, oh, because he's like, oh, the accident, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, the accident. And he thinks it's like 
that she's implying it wasn't an accident. And he was like, I definitely did not break one of his testicles on purpose. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, like she, he says something about like, we were playing basketball and I had a pencil on me. I, which what like, what idiot. the fuck? A pencil in his back pocket. Like I'm not a lawyer or a man, so I don't know <laughs> if that's a thing, but. Either way, if basketball is being played, pencils are out of the pockets. Yeah. What are we talking? Also, like, are we talking like, oh, we're just at a, a a hoop that's around the office, or like, did this guy suit up in shorts and put a pencil in those pants? Actually, now that I think about like what kind of a loser this guy is, like, yeah, maybe he did have a pencil in his pocket because maybe <laughs> he was too nervous to change into basketball Th- shorts. This all <laughs> smells of like a, 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 a sports club where like a s- racket club and like squash uh, yep. courts yep. are also in, and that's where yeah. like they were doing their little basketball, and then okay. all of a sudden, a yeah. pencil fucking goes through his testicle, and it looks like you know. <laughs> An olive in a martini glass. Oh, cabin. I'm trying to keep down dinner here, man. Good God. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like, what a rough year for Peter Gallagher. Exactly. exactly. Bad time. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, she's like, he only has one testicle. It was a basketball accident. And they make, uh, what's her name? Nicole. Uh, the uh, the mother is like, well, I'm his mother, I guess. And we're just like looking at balls in this movie for a little nice. bit. It's kind of it's kind of hilarious because like I do appreciate the shot of like the look around the room like who's gonna look at Peter Gallagher's balls? <laughs> I don't know. I'd volunteer her, first of all. Her actual sex to me Sean's phone number. Her actual name is Midge in the movie. Uh, no, it's not. Is yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's Midge. Nicole. Sure it's not her actual name. No, no. Midge in is the a movie, the, the the character. No, I understand that, but I'm saying Midge is a nickname. Right. No, Midge we know is that. a nickname for like. Miriam. Yeah, but we're just saying Midge and Nicole. It's hilarious. She's literally <laughs> listed as Midge in the credits. I'm looking at him right now. Hiya, Midge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious, though. Like, why not just ask the eyebrows? Like, eyebrows, <laughs> you guys would know better than any. Or are they, oh my God, are they in comas too? Yeah. Two eyebrow comas? Separate eyebrow comas. Yeah, yeah they might be. Little, eye, little eyebrow doctor comes up to see them every day, <laughs> looks at both of them. Oh, how is Peter Gallagher doing? Oh, I don't know. I'm just an eyebrow doctor. <laughs> um, I do love the Glynis John. I think it's Glynis Johns has this line. Yeah. Uh, look on the bright side. He's got more room in his jockeys. Jockey shorts. Yeah, it is Glynis Johns. Uh, which is kind of <laughs> hilarious. Just have your grandmother talking about your broken balls. <laughs> uh, there's another. Oh, speaking of creepy shit, though, here's Joey Jr. once again. Uh, there's another, he's like fucking yelling at her on the staircase about not going to the ice capades. Yes. Well, this <sighs> is when, and this is when he goes in her apartment, right? Like he's yelling about, about it and she like has to come in and like Peter, Ga- and, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Bill Pullman is just full following her around. And she's like, oh my God, if anybody, if he sees you here, they'll know the jig is up or something. Yeah. Well, this is the, this is the double dose of sitcom shit right here yes. because Joey Jr. is like sexually harassing her or whatever in the apartment and then there's a knock at the door, and it's Saul. Uh, and so she's oh, right. like, you got to fucking hide in the closet or whatever. And then there's like, I think, is this when he's like, look, I'm hip to everything that's going on here. You got to tell them. Yeah, he's yes. yeah. here's my note. Saul comes over and tells her, like, he knows the truth. Of, you know, I overheard you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he's like, you got to. Does, you, is it he or she makes the decision of like you have to stick to it until uh, that's what it is because he's like look yes 
you know, you are sort of like the surrogate for Peter right now. Yeah. Without you, they don't have him, so you got to stick around until he wakes he up. He kind of like implies that like the entire family will die if she doesn't yep. keep this up. <laughs> They're all going to turn to sand, you see, Lucy. <laughs> a little bit much. Listen, you got to um, do this for the next 10 years. Give me 10 years, Lucy. <laughs> Look, I understand. Like, sometimes a coma can take a couple of days, like sometimes, let's say, between Christmas and New Year's, or sometimes it could take uh, the rest of a person's life. I'm asking you split the difference 10 years. <laughs> Look, 10 solid years with my family. Look, all the furniture you want. I'll talk to <laughs> Callahan. We'll have a little talk and we'll get you a lot of tables. Uh, but then this is like he leaves and uh, as soon as he leaves, then it's a knock on the door like Bill Pullman. It's a hilarious like this is so sitcom to the point where he's like, did I just uh, see Saul leaving a second ago? And she's like, yeah, he had to something, something. Don't ask me about it. But the important thing is, as right before Saul comes in, she's like, okay, oh gosh, Joey, hide in my closet. And yeah. in between the two visits, she opens the door and Michael Rispoli is looking at her shoes, or he's trying them on. And Yeah, he like, falls over trying yeah. them on is the thing. Yes, and she's like, are you trying on my shoes? She's like, no, what, what are you talking about? It's like, uh. He says, like, his foot fell into it. Yeah. <laughs> Just got wedged there. Uh, so, yeah, this is when Bill Pullman's like, oh, there's a little family wedding present for you. <laughs> it's this disgusting couch. But, like, I do appreciate this is another cool move. Slick, charming Pullman line right here. She sees this killer chair, and she's like, wow, your family's so awesome. This chair's great. He's like, oh, that chair. Huh? You like that chair? She's like, yeah, this chair's the best chair I've ever seen. And he's like... That's pretty cool. I made it. This disgusting couch over here, that's for you. Uh, so then it's like a weird, he's like, I'm here to drop it off. And she's like, mm, how about we drop it off at Peter Gallagher's house? Yeah. Even because, though it fits much better in her apartment yes. than oh, his. Yeah. It's all wrong for his apartment. Yep, absolutely. It's all wrong. Meanwhile, Michael Rispoli is like going through her underwear drawer still. <laughs> <laughs> nice panties. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, uh, how about I keep about five of these for myself? <laughs> well, that's, you got to ca- like once he's been in your closet for even two minutes, you've got to like all right. The next day, just count down what what's missing. All right, what's missing? Yep. <laughs> and here's the thing: for every item that's missing, that's one month free rent. Yeah. <laughs> or else you're you're telling the father that you're going to the cops and you're getting look, this dude arrested. Look, that's fair. Look, Lucy, I would love to return your birth control pills to you, <laughs> but I would need a date for you to do that. I so uh, I don't. I can I can only give those back at the ice capades. Uh, Joey Jr., you just stole a pack of mints off my nightstand. <laughs> look, oh, dear. Look, I got a gun to this Altoid's tin's head. <laughs> you wake up in the morning like, fuck, my toothbrush is missing again, motherfucker. <laughs> but because uh, she's so desperate to get rid of him, they go to Peter Gallagher's apartment to yes. drop off the love seat. Yeah, and this is, I think, one of the most completely unbelievable parts of this movie bill pullman driving this huge ass moving truck front first parking space in the <laughs> fucking downtown chicago sidewalk no way no way are you just sliding into three open parking spaces with this huge truck absolutely not i yeah. couldn't believe it there's parts in harry potter that are more realistic than that <laughs> nope. shit uh, but so yeah, he slides in. She makes some comment about like, oh well, aren't you a little close to the car in front of you? You know, and he's like, no, well, we got to get this couch out of here. 
and they lug it back up there. They fucking like totally destroy Peter Gallagher's apartment in this scene. But points off for Peter Gallagher and the design right here. Like they jam this couch through the doorway and Lucy like goes flying and they knock like she knocks into a table and it's like a, a vase with flowers falls over. But he has like dyed the water in yeah. the vase blue and it like stains the carpet like a fucking cleaning commercial example. This is like this is an 80s thing. This is not a mid 90s thing. Like I know he's supposed to be a yuppie or whatever. Come on. But it's a total fucking Patrick Bateman movie. Yeah. Though, once again, man, I don't this is really something. She really dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Huey Lewis posters are everywhere yeah. just warning signs left and right oh, oh. while you were sleeping i escaped your clutches <laughs> oh no i found your collection of torsos oh boy <laughs> um but this is where you know bill pullman gives her the spiel about like you know how he likes building all this furniture he's really good at it he can get good prices for this stuff and he's not crazy about the family business which is a ghoulish operation where they like go around estate sales and get fucking dead people's furniture very ghoulish i know somebody's got to do it but man what a creepy job the problem here is that he acts like peter boyle friendly lovely peter boyle is like overshadowing him and like it's like haunting him at nights about like taking (laughs) over the business and i'm like it's peter boyle he doesn't (sighs) care I don't know. Something. I mean, like Peter Boyle, lest lest you be reminded, is built like Frankenstein. You know right. what I mean? Like I am. If Peter Boyle tells me to jump, I say how high. That's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, he's not someone I want to disappoint. I'm, no way. But, oh, you don't want to cross him either, though. No. But I'm so far. I'm far away from Taxi Driver at this point. I remember him as <laughs> Ray Romano's father, That's mostly right around here. Well, I'm sorry that you fucking wasted time watching that obnoxious sitcom. <laughs> I've seen enough yeah, of it. I've it's seen okay. episodes. It's I've never I've never seen an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Really? Never. Wow. It's fine. It's just, you know, the paint is drying and you need something to watch kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces, but it's the same thing like that fucking Big Bang Theory. Absolutely not. I've oh, it's much never. better than Big Bang Oh yeah, Theory. much better. It would almost have to be, I would I would I mean, wager. It's got Brad Garrett in it. Brad Garrett's wonderful. Raymond. <laughs> uh yeah, so we we knock over the the water and everything. And then in this is like another actually totally unbelievable thing. It's like Chicago in the fucking ass end of December. And they're like, oh, we got blocked in. Because uh, uh, sure enough, another car pulled up right behind Bill Pullman's truck and they can't get out. And he's like, well, I'll just walk you home. And they take like this sightseeing walk of Chicago to get back to her apartment. And like they would have frozen to death. Like, this is a long walk and talk montage. Yeah. Getting a lot of Chicago sights in here, which is cool. I I don't think they filmed it in winter, but they do a really convincing job of filming. Yeah, if they didn't, point high marks in this movie. Because uh, well, everyone would be bright red in every scene if they did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, so I uh, saw them filming the night before that Christmas movie with Seth Rogen and oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Anthony yeah. Mackie. Fun movie. Uh, in August in the Lower East Side in New York. Ugh. And then when we saw that movie and it looked convincingly like they weren't all drenched in... And again, August, they were outside in like Christmas sweaters. Yeah. Like That's thick wild. wool Christmas Ugh. sweaters. I'd, I'd, I'd rather be dead. That movie deserved an Oscar for makeup for oh, the yeah. fact that they didn't look like they were melting. That's, you're absolutely right. When and you this told movie me, maybe another one where, where again, I don't know when they filmed. I, I think it was fall because of a 
later when he brings Dunkin' Donuts to Peter Boyle, uh, it's got the fall leaves on it yeah. when Dunkin' Donuts does oh, the snowflakes. Oh, is that right? Time. Wow, you have seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice. <laughs> when you told me that, though, about the night before, because you were like walking to or from work or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they in, filmed in at 169 Bar on East Broadway. Great bar. Mm. It is a great bar. I hope it's still there. I hope uh, anything is still there. Uh, but you told me that, and I almost passed out thinking about how hot they must have been making that movie. <laughs> Can't even <laughs> one of the weird things. So, like, they're they have like a lot of different talking points. This is like a real getting to know each other. This is they're starting to fall in love, uh, talking, sharing some dad memories. This, that, and the other thing. There's one point where they walk by this couple that's just making out on a bridge, and Bill Pullman like does like the, the double take, like, kind of just looks like, say. Wish I was doing that with this lady. Uh, hey, Lucy, did you see them making out right here? Yeah. I know my brother is clinging to life, but I'm going to try and fuck his fiance. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a good guy. Would you uh, like to do some mouth activity with me, Lucy? <laughs> it's negative 10 degrees. He's probably freezing. The only time I was in Chicago in the winter, my scarf froze oh, to my face. That was a bad time. You know? Like, I mean, it was a good time, but a bad event that happened during well, a good time. Like, uh, he... It's oh, crazy. If you if you really stop and consider the weather of this scene, this scene is preposterous. L Lucy, would you accompany me <laughs> to go buy myself some long underwear? <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's and here's the thing: unless this had just happened, unless this was just left on the street corner, there is a moment in this in this walk and talk where Bill Pullman steps in a pile of shit, and it's like a squeak. now again Chicago winter. This thing's freezing before it hits the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I would like it if he he it's it's warm that he can actually press down, but then it won't let go. <laughs> oh my god, oh, they got me in some there. shit here. <laughs> I'm stuck in some freezing shit. <laughs> Frozen to the ground, loose teeth. <laughs> got to cut my leg off. Uh, but they get back to her building and then proceed to slip on ice for five and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's also just silly. walk around the ice, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they don't want to like walk on the lawn or something, yeah. the snow-covered lawn. But like Bill Pullman starts falling and she starts slipping, and they have like a big hug kind of a thing here. But it takes a little. Like this movie's like an hour and forty-seven minutes. You could have got down to at least like a buck forty-two <laughs> if yeah. you cut out some of this ice. Uh, these are some ice capades right here, actually. <laughs> yeah. She finally got to the ice capade. Yeah. Two, two minutes, I might find this charming. Five and a half minutes, I'm like, just walk like people. I beg of you. When his pants finally do rip, though, it's really good foley work on the pant rip noise. They totally. A nice job with that. As a man that split a few pants, it absolutely is. <laughs> I once saw Steve destroy a pair of jeans with a pool cue, and I still don't understand the physics yeah. behind it. But oh, no, these was, things tore. It was. It's a real unsolved mystery. So I you was have an update leaning on over for a shot, and it happened. But Luckily, like, it was, we were in college, and my dorm was across the street. I just kind of like held my pants, and I was like, "I will see you, gentlemen, later." Did you have your Spider-Man boxers on that day? No, or? no, okay. thankfully not. <laughs> uh, there is a, a, a. It's a weird. Like I know you're trying to just be as chivalrous fucking boomer here bill pullman but like he's dropping her off after all the ice and whatever and she's like cool we'll have a good night and he's like no no i'll uh, wait until you get inside uh, like you're not dating this woman like you got her back like yes go slip on the ice again would you know but he's, he's making moves on his brother's 
fiance while his brother clings for his last breath. I don't know his if it's that bad of a coma. Fine. <laughs> uh, she see, she watches him like walk away. Yeah, you know, she gets back up to the apartment and looks back out the window. And boy, you see that pant tear though. To really just savage a pair of dungarees like that by falling on ice, my God, his hip must be broken. Which was worse, that or Steve with the pool cue? <laughs> oh, Steve with the pool cue. Those, it, the it whole was, leg was shredded. <laughs> it was demolished, and I don't know how it happened. It was like those jeans had a self-destruct button on them, and the jeans were like, you know what, I've had enough, and pressed it themselves. <laughs> I love it. Shredded. They were absolutely. It was it like, was I like turned into the Incredible Hulk, but only from my ass. <laughs> Steve. Oh, I've been there. Steve, these pants will self destruct in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great move around here where her boss recommends that she fucking murders Peter Gallagher. Well, because she keeps going to her boss for advice, and everyone's giving her the worst advice. Yep. The advice, the only advice you can give this woman is like, listen, I know it's going to be tough and it's going to be really awkward. You need to hold, sit the whole family down, explain yourself, and then creep away. You never have to see them again, but you owe them that much. But the boss is like, well, you're in it now. You just got to let this happen. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What? But though this is where he's like, oh, what you do is just pull the plug. And she's yes. like, she kind of, for like half a second, goes with it. And is like, no, wait, no, that's insane. What you have to do, you see, is to change your name. Get on a plane to Argentina. <laughs> yes. and, uh, bury yourself because you're no getting out of this one. Here's the thing. You're wrapped up in this crazy lie that is just instantly was blown way out of proportion, totally out of control. You moved to the city because your father needed to go to a research hospital. This dude's dead. You're wrapped up in this shit. You know what? Move back, back to, to Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, uh, this does have the, um, the uh, trailer line of you're dating a vegetable. Ooh. <laughs> The oh, boss says that to her? You're cheating on a vegetable. I'm sorry. And the boss, the boss yes, is the boss says that to her. her. Yes. Oh, okay. you're cheating on a vegetable. And it's, and <laughs> oh. uh, this is where Bill Pullman like, goes to the hospital and has the heart-to-heart with in still in the coma Peter Gallagher. And what he starts off with is, uh, you know, I was thinking the other day about the time back in the fifth grade when I started to get really good at poker. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Child gambler is this? Well, then he's I tell- want that movie. He's telling it can be a rough town. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> he's telling Peter Peter Gallagher. Yeah, you know, and I was and mom and dad were like really uh, upset with me, but I was like, be like your brother and blah blah blah. And I'm like, this is weird. This is a very bizarre situation. <laughs> he should at least be conscious to hear this. Clearly, you've wanted to say this shit to him forever, kind of a thing. Um, there's a weird, again, just like stuff you don't want to hear from a total stranger. So where are you guys going on your honeymoon? <laughs> we didn't even touch I'm, on the pregnancy thing, right? That well, it has hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's yeah. about to happen. First, pretty much. there's a, I will say, delightful scene, family dinner that is just <laughs> like everyone's having a different conversation. It's Fantastic. I love this scene. The scene is something that I've returned to many times throughout my writing career. I love the dinner scene. Love, love, love. I don't care if it's <laughs> movies. I think it's great. We love this movie if we are Chelsea. We all love it. Uh, if we are Chelsea. <laughs> if, you, if we are Chelsea, we love this movie. Uh. Um, but yeah, this is the the honeymoon talk. They're right. talking She's about grilling him, and it's like, help me set up 
Jack with someone, and he goes, I like chubby blondes. And Yeah, and she's like, somebody's like, oh, you no, you like brunettes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Monica Keenan says you like brunettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, then, well, because there's some, there's another line about, like, something, something Peter's type, and then they're like, we all know who Peter's type is. Yeah. It's you again. You're fucking our son. Uh -huh. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, God. A lot about tall actors and beef and it's what is that so okay you said beef so this is yeah. this is classic andrew writing stuff in his notes and i don't uh clarify or contextualize why i'm taking the note why did i write and chelsea this is for you specifically <laughs> why did i write in my notes all capital letters beef and nazis well because <laughs> That's uh, I'm pretty sure a line. I pulled up the I pulled up the transcript to this scene. Excellent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that it's like Argentina has good beef, beef uh, and not. That's beef. right. That's oh, what it is. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Saul says it because they're talking about tall actors and beef, and so then I'm not going to read the whole thing. I could, but that's a very <laughs> but, very. But different you just of, reminded me because yeah, yeah, so they're they're cross talking. Everyone like they're talking is cross talking. About where to get the best beef and where to go on the honey. Okay. Some of us find it delightful. It's fine. It would. I mean, it does make sense that Jack Warden would know all that because he does. He treats all this like he's a spy master. <laughs> <laughs> like, there is the hilarious line, though. I think it's Peter Boyle's uh, making fun of Dustin Hoffman. He's like, can you imagine Dustin Hoffman saving the Alamo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that little short bastard. <laughs> And, you know, it's a real fuck you to Dustin Hoffman. They've definitely crossed paths. Peter Boyle and Dustin Hoffman? For sure. Yeah. They must be in the same movie at some point, too. Was Peter Boyle in Tootsie? No. I mean, no. just I'm thinking like 70s movies, you know. Yeah, just some like real scum shit that you've probably never even seen. <laughs> like those like secret movies. Yes, I, exactly. I just imagined Peter Boyle being interviewed. Yeah, I met Dad Hoffman. He stole my coke. <laughs> Had a perfectly good mirror of coke ready to go, and Dustin Hoffman just... Took it. That's what you could. That's fucking fit for a t-shirt, Cabin. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman stole my coke. <laughs> uh, oh, well, we have a, a really uncomfortable. Um, uh, I keep wanting to say Yule Tide. What am I saying? Mistletoe scene. Yeah. Because uh, like they're going to leave or whatever, and it's like, oh, look what happened. You're both under the mistletoe, and this is Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock. Incredibly uncomfortable, and the whole family's like, kiss her, kiss her, <laughs> kiss her, yeah, kiss her, kiss her. Kiss her. And the move is the cheek, but they go they go full on lips and they just kind of do a quick kiss kind of a thing. No. Is it a peck? What are we talking here? It's, it's a, a quick. It's a quick peck. Uh -huh. Oh, come on. Come on. Taste <laughs> your sister-in-law. Don't just peck. <laughs> mistletoe is such a nuisance. If anyone is actually buying and hanging mistletoe, please don't. Like, what do you expect? What is happening? You know what? Here's the thing. You know what should be canceled is mistletoe. Yes, yeah. exactly. Stop forcing yeah. me to kiss strangers. Yeah, it's, it's, we're trying to teach kids now. You don't have yep. to hug them, blah, blah, blah. Let's do all this. Mistletoe was canceled. Wait, are, we're done yeah. with mistletoe. You guys actually giving in and kissing when you're under a mistletoe? I don't know if I've ever actually yes, been ditto. under mistletoe. I think I've only seen it in TV and been angry about it for the TV characters. <laughs> I've been forced into it. Have oh, come on. Who are you kissing? <laughs> well, certainly no one since you. And we've never been under a mistletoe. But, you know, there were some years, you know, B.C. before Chelsea. But under mistletoe, you am. I, I can hear the sweat <laughs> from here, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be watching him close this holiday. <laughs> but that's the other thing, though. I think, though, 
it's also a thing you don't really see anymore. Like, no. I can't remember the last time I saw someone actively hanging mistletoe. Trader Joe's was selling mistletoe last Christmas, and I what? was like, oh, this is cute. I'll buy some. And then I was like, who comes to your house? Like, the guys? <laughs> they're all like, you guys to come over uh, recording. We're all going to kiss uh, each other under the mistletoe. Uh oh, Chris and Eric, you're under the mistletoe. Catch him! Catch him! Catch him! Or like, God forbid, if I'm like taking out the garbage and then I have to kiss one of you guys, like, no offense, uh, but I don't want to do that. No, Chelsea, you misunderstood. They were selling mistletoe as a green. <laughs> oh, yeah. For salads. Uh, <laughs> for salads. I forgot. Yeah. It's really good with kale. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, as Batman Returns teaches us, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. is it? That, oh, that's, just just, like, that's just a line in that movie. I don't know if that's true. I never, I never sourced it. But just like those rancid poinsettias, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Only plants in my house are ones that I can eat in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> or smoke in a pinch. Absolutely. Uh, so Sandy's back at work. This is where like... Uh, we young... finally meet Celeste. Finally yes. she gets a friend. Uh, and Mary, I think, is the younger sister, comes through like with a, a buddy or something. And Her it's... buddy is now the lead on High School Musical, the musical, the series. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Wow, is this person a known? She's a theater actor. Yeah. Actor? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun show. You said heard, it's like I heard that. Oh boy, from you, Chris Cabin. It's fun. <laughs> I, it's, I well, don't know. Chris Cabin not a fan of Disney Plus original programming for the most part. I feel. did he not like the? Ma- I didn't. No, I like Mando. Mandalorian. No, but that's why okay. I said for the most yeah. part. Okay. It's a Mando or bust situation. I, I haven't really ventured outside of there, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know that I have either. I tried watching some ocean documentary one time. It didn't get me where I wanted to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is like uh, the friends come into the booth. I don't remember the series of events here, but this is where the the daughter overhears and thinks, well, thinks that she overhears that uh, Sandra Bullock is pregnant. Oh, because it's like, oh, yeah, fiance. And then Celeste is like, you didn't tell me you were pregnant. And then she says to her, like, because that's what it is. Lucy's yes. line is like, oh, well, it was really sudden or whatever. And she's like, are you pregnant? Yeah. And then again, Sandra Bullock, not this is the fucking third time in this movie. She <laughs> yes. goes, yeah, I'm pregnant. But doesn't do it sarcastically enough. And then so the girl is like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I've got some hot gas. Oh, fuck. My future sister-in-law. She's also pregnant. What? This scene made me think about this time, though, is what is the geography of this movie? Like, so where is Lucy Station? What is it by? Is it by where See, the Gal- or the I was going to call them the Gallagher's because I just assumed they're, <laughs> they're all the Gallagher's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, is it by their house? Where? The, well, because the family appears to live like in. You know, obviously suburbs. not downtown, yeah. more suburbsy. Sandra Bullock takes a cab to the place. Right. Um, but then, yeah, like the little girl or the m- teenage girl is out and about. I I don't know that they ever show because I was looking for it because I was really curious, like, oh, what station does she work at? Right. And I never saw a sign. I don't know you, if she mentions it in the opening you, monologue. You can see it. There is a shot. I forget what it is, though, but I remember seeing the the name very clearly. It's like, Every okay. Chicago listener, please tweet at all of the guys. <laughs> oh, please. Every single station that you see it at any single point. I think it was the one when, I think it's the shot when she goes to get Gallagher uh, when he falls into the tracks. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, a totally, like, uh, not important detail, but the Ashley, the other fiance, has been calling Peter Gallagher's answering machine. We're just cutting to this answering machine every now and again, and she's yes. leaving like increasingly annoyed messages like, why aren't you calling me back? It's like rent. 
<laughs> it what? is, but it's all <laughs> like rent. There's a lot of answering machines. Oh, sure, a little yeah, answering yeah, yeah. machine play. Also takes place between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, right. Yeah. There's a big blackout every time it happens, and then we open <laughs> on this bizarre fucking answering machine, and then like this woman <laughs> has to be like, "Hi, you know how we used to date, and now we're not dating anymore, and you you proposed to me, but I said no, but now I want to say yes." So, but and she's just like reading the script. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not quite as good a, a answering machine movie as sneakers mm, but it's a, like a solid number two a i'm due for a sneakers rewatch. oh man it's the best S- sneakers i think is the ultimate answering machine movie yeah it's the key one is that a more highbrow comparison than mine of rent is that what you're saying <laughs> nothing's more highbrow no. than rent that's that's theater <laughs> is, it in Col- is it in the columbus version probably oh. i think they cut all the answering machine stuff from the movie i don't know and I've that's why i've never it revisited yeah. the movie I, you I were just one and done with the Rent movie? Yeah. 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 Wish I could say the same. Why have you seen it more than once? <laughs> because friends of the show, Justin J. Case and Sean Weiner, were like uh, hilariously, like, I think also slightly ironically into it. So, like, Cabin, when you were living in Williamsburg, that movie was on a little bit. We were singing that fucking uh, Living in America <laughs> at the end of the millennium. JJ was a big fan. JJ remains a big fan, I believe. <laughs> I, I mean, my dream is a rent episode, but I just don't know if we can oh, make man. it happen. I just I, feel like we'd get run out of town. I just feel like. I mean, I feel like I'm already getting to live my dream talking to my friends about while you were sleeping and having it be a podcast episode. <laughs> but if there were ever a rent episode. Oh. Well, because you there were ever. I, I mean, I, you know a lot about the stage musical. Yes. And, you know, you came from the theater world. But like, do you think. Because there's still like rent heads out there, even though there's been like a little bit of a reckoning with that production, just as far as like, yeah, let's all fucking come down to reality, go get a job and sure. fucking burn the candle at both ends like the rest of us already. <laughs> but like, did the rent heads, like, well, the rent heads didn't really transfer over to the movie because the movie was kind of universally shit on. I really yes. don't know anyone who liked the movie. So we could, so Steve, we could get away with it. We'll see what happens. We would have Chelsea back on, but, yes. but like, so Chelsea, you think though there wouldn't be this internet backlash that Steve is worried about? I don't think so because I think rent heads, as they were, hated the movie. Right. And also, I mean, if you're defending the Rent movie, let's fu- fucking find they, something else to die on a hill for. They might not like the fact that I'm going to sing a lot in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and very little of it's going to be good. I wouldn't know how not to. Right. How do you know? You got to talk about it. You got to sing about it. It's hard enough not to be doing it now. I just did a little bit of it terribly. It was yeah. fun. Um, so, oh, so around here is again... The escalation of Joey Jr. Thank God this movie ends before he inevitably murders her because (laughs) he shows up to the apartment with a fucking horseshoe wreath like you get at the racetrack. I thought at first that it was like a heart that he stole from like a funeral parlor That's what I thought situation. so too. That was the joke, but it's That's not. A f- it's a funnier joke, honestly, yes. if he stole it from a funeral parlor. Because also what horse racing is going on in December in Chicago? Well, he makes some reference of like, oh, it's it's just like they give in the winner's circle. So at- he had them recreate a horse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, a, a champion's wreath of flowers that you would see in a winter circle at a horse track. That's a choice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I don't know what his logic is. Like, it's the thing that gives you the most flowers. <laughs> Something like that. 
Um, at and- some point, at some point, she has the door closed on him, locked, and he's like, "I've got a key," and she's like, "That's against the law." And I'm like, "Dude, you got to get out of this place. Like, be looking for a new apartment." Also, Joey Jr., here's the thing, man. We all know that you, one, know her work schedule. Two, that means you are keying in to sniff some panties and try on some shoes while she's gone. Yeah. Like, you don't need to mess up your arrangement that you have with yourself here and her apartment by telling her, reminding her that your father has the keys to the apartment. Also, Joey Jr., as we all know, I mean, he's not just sniffing panties and, you know, taking <laughs> yeah, undergarments and such. He's eating food out of your fridge. Absolutely, your leftovers are, are completely gone. Uh, She's just like I could have sworn I had a half a container of kung pao chicken in here. If you have any ice cream, it's gone. You know what? That's oh, that's the move. She discovers what he's doing with the food, and then she starts poisoning leftover containers. I like this. I like that one. In an effort to trap him and finally rid herself of the serial killer that is Joey. The Jr. problem is when the poisoning goes awry. He's definitely shitting in her bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so she's like you know kind of explaining to him like that she is in love with someone or whatever because this is where he's got some line like it's like seeing your first trans am i get it now speak in car terms i understand love um but the, like bill pullman here sees her like hugging him or whatever, yes. and this leads to the creepy like lean in discussion that's going on. Well, listen, he he go, he follows her. It's New Year's Eve. She's gonna go right. This is all oh, right. One yes, uh-huh. yep. You're it's totally all, right. So she's gonna go to this New Year's party. He's like, well, I gotta I gotta follow you. And she's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and we go to this woman Celeste's house, and everybody's there. Or and by everybody, I mean her, the woman she works with, and her boss. Well, that's and, the thing. This is a packed party. Yeah, it's like she knows the two people. But question here though. Because the Bill Pullman's thing is like, oh, I'll give you a ride to the party. And she's like, it's pretty close. You don't have to do that. I thought the gag was going to be she lived like a block away. That would have been a funny physical comedy gag. But uh, he's like, no, no, no. I insist. Like, let me drive you. But then he like sidles his way into this party. You cannot crash a New Year's Eve party. No. Well, with this many people, it's a little easier. But I do agree. It's it's kind of a thing. Like, It's a holiday party. You need to be advice uh, invited. Right, yeah, and I think they even like Celeste is kind of like, who the fuck? What you just you bought a stranger to my holiday party? Okay, no, there's like a bunch of people, and like I find Bill Pullman attractive, but like they're like, oh my god, look at him! Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> Bill Pullman. Mm. Well, he is attending this nice New Year's Eve party, still dressed like he's been moving furniture all day. Yes, so that might have been what at least some of the looks can account for. Yeah, and um, she's about to take a drink. He's like, "That you can't do that. What about the baby?" Oh, right, it's not good for the baby. And everyone screams, and it's a record scratch moment. It is a douche chill, man. This is asshole clenching embarrassment right yeah. here. It's it's tough. <laughs> this is when he they they leave the party and he has this whole conversation like, well, what are you doing? Are you pregnant or not? And she's like, no, I'm not. And then she's like, well, you're fucking Joey Jr. He was doing a lean. And it's like, I don't know, man. Could you stop stalking me for four fucking minutes? No, show, seriously. Show me proof. Show me proof you're not pregnant. I want to see it. <laughs> Here's this bottle of whiskey. You're gonna drink the whole thing in front of me, and then you're gonna smoke this pack of cigarettes. Prove you're not pregnant. Uh, and uh, what is she, does she say to him, are you the happiness guru? Right. Yeah. That like, they're, they're just kind of fighting about like family and each other. Right. 
basically being in love with each other but not being able to say so because she's sort of engaged to his brother but not really. Right, right, right. Uh, well, because nobody expects him to live. Mm. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's pulling for death here. <laughs> she she says the line, uh, like he says, you don't know my family or something like that. Like, you're not an expert in my family. She goes, spending a lifetime with them hasn't made you one either. And <sighs> I, it was 20 years ago, but I remember the theater, there was... Ooh. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Audible, like, audience reaction to it. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like a fucking full-on auditorium of, oh, she fucking got exactly. him. Exactly. Like, it was a TV studio audience. It was- it, it's a good line, because he also has a fucking... Because he's trying... He's doing a bad job at trying to recommend that she, like, take a chance on all the travel that she's talking about. Because she mentioned something about how her dad loved maps and they would always, like, pick a location and then the hobby was, like, track, like, plan the route of how they're going to get there or whatever. And he goes, uh... Would your father be happy that you're a toll booth operator? Oh, dude, low blow, man. Come on, dude, you're fucking moving dead people's furniture. <laughs> God damn. At least she had to work for that job. You didn't even, your daddy gave it to <laughs> yeah, you, dude. Totally. You're a nepotistic fucking furniture mover, dude. Let's dial it back a little bit. But while all this is happening, Peter wakes up. Whilst uh, the hospital staff is singing one of my favorite holiday songs, Old Lang Syne, love it. Love it. That song will fucking bring me to tears. Great tune. He wakes up to nobody. Nobody's there. (laughs) Everyone's just like, ah, whatever. Wait, you... Would you give us a call if he gets up? He'll be fine, right? <laughs> what the hell's Jack Warden doing on New Year's Eve? Like, go to the hot. What are do do we know what they do on New Year's Eve? Because she goes to her party separately. Yeah. And Bill Pullman's with her. But what's no, the rest of the family doing? They're fucking doing? at home watching the honeymooners. They don't give a shit. <laughs> guys, guys, calm. Getting, drunk, getting drunk watching the honeymooners like the rest of us do on New Year's. Guys, That's true. Guys, <laughs> calm down. He has his eyebrows. Oh, <laughs> right. Left, lefty him. and Bill. And it's crazy that it's this late into the movie and we're only now really getting Peter Gallagher yeah. as a performer in it's, this movie. It's very weird. It is. Yeah. Uh, so he wakes up and she goes and she's like, oh, fuck. Now I'm, I, we're all going to hell tonight. Again, like, I get that phone call. <laughs> I just grab all. I, I got I a go bag and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, right. I'm in Atlantic City in 24 hours. <laughs> In your state still, see. That's, that's yeah. not very far. Well, if I was Sandra Bullock, I'd go to Atlantic City. That's where I'd go. Oh, right. I see. All right. <laughs> if you were Steve Sadak, you'd go to Chicago. Exactly. Okay. That's Flip, okay. flop. Crisscross applesauce. Yeah. Uh, but, so- uh, yeah, she goes, and like on the way in, she's like, oh my God, I have to tell them. And Jack Warden's like, listen, don't tell them nothing. I got it. And now I'm like, fuck you, Jack Warden. Yep. This should not be because she, she's about to tell them, and he's like, no, 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 don't do it. Do not do it. I, I will take care of this. And, like, you are a dick, dude. It's insane. And, I mean, is this also just still stemming from the fear of Glennis Johns is going to drop yeah. dead? There's- well, no, at this point, he's got this other crazy plan going on where he's going to gaslight and guilt Peter Gallagher into loving her, thus that's- keeping her in the family. No, that's right. I forgot about all this because, like, he wakes up and it's a it's kind of a funny thing of the shot of him like looking around the room this is this is the shot i was talking about where the eyebrows are going ape shit it is the eyebrows best scene in this movie well, they're they're happy to be alive they're like they are <laughs> but so he looks and it's you know like you know mom dad grandma old Saul, righty uh, bill <laughs> and then fucking sandy is 
uh, at the last, you know, and he has the line like, who are you or whatever. So Jack Warden has this whole thing because they're like, oh, my God, he's got amnesia. And he's like, yo, can I have the room for a minute with my godson? And you're totally right, Steve. This is exactly what he's trying to do. He's like, you know what, kid? You spend two minutes with her. And if you don't feel in two minutes what it took us fucking seconds to realize about this angel that fell from heaven, well, you're a fucking schmuck. Or a putz. He's calling him a putz. He's calling him a putz a bunch. Oh, oh, and I guess I'm happier alive. Yeah, nice to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine coming out of a coma? Like, you're like, you're like, oh my God, I was in a coma. What day is it? What year is it? And then there's this woman, and everyone says you were engaged. This would really, really fuck you up. Like, yeah. Sincerely fuck you up in a big, bad way. All events called off. I I gotta tell you. (laughs) (laughs) When when something like this happens, all events called off. We'll see what happens when I'm back out of this. <laughs> exactly, dude. Let's not make any big life choices right it's now. Kind of like quarantine engagement, you know. Just take a take a little while. Wait to see how this exactly. all goes. Absolutely. Wait until there's a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> now I we it it doesn't matter because this is all in you know the th- uh, act three point five here. But the first time of Jack Warden being like, "Don't worry, I'm going to tell him." He races off like a coward to go take a shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's like, "Wait, where the fuck did?" He well, no, you you think he's off to take a shit, but he's actually he has to report back to control and smiley. <laughs> it's really something. Um, yeah. So then, like, he's like, oh, "Okay, I guess I will." And like, this is what Bill Pullman and him have this scene where he's uh, the orderly. By the way, the orderly in this movie uh, is played by uh, one of the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. No shit. Yeah, man. yeah. He's he's really fun on that show. Good. Ah, I see. Yeah, I've I've still seen. Precisely the first four episodes of Battlestar Galactica, and that's where it stopped. I've seen two seasons. It's good. Are you going through it right now, or did you just watch two seasons? I watched two years seasons, ago? and then I got derailed. And I've always meant to go back, but I'm waiting for to do it with my gotcha. wife. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, doesn't matter. Sometime uh, between Jack Warden taking a shit and Jack Warden talking <laughs> to Peter Gallagher alone, it doesn't matter. But this is where Bill, Bill Pullman says to uh, Peter Boyle, like, "Hey, man." I don't want your fucking eerie furniture business anymore. You know, I want to build furniture. I'm building furniture. Like, this is my job. And by the way, rent heads, Bill Pullman's doing the right thing. Working the day job, burning the candle at both ends at night, building the furniture, man, trying to build up that empire. He's and, being a real Benny. And, <laughs> and Wow, nice. And Peter Boyle's like, oh, really? That's it? Jeez, kid, I wish you told me that years ago. Because there and can't be any, any conflict in this movie whatsoever. That, oh, that's fine. It's cute. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It is kind of a funny thing, though, because yeah. like so many plot lines that are similar to this are like, oh, I'm dreading this. And like, well, just for example, our, our good friend uh, Billy Campbell on Melrose Place, like yeah. he wanted to get out of Malachi Throne's fucking furniture business. And that dude acted like a total douchebag about it. So like that fear is totally real. So it's kind of nice that this movie subverts that expectation of, oh, no, there's a big fucking scene with Peter Boyle. They're going to get in a huge fight. And instead, it's just like totally diffused, mainly because the movie's pushing two hours. Look, but it's yeah. like, look, Jack, it's uh, probably about time I tell you this. Uh, we were transporting drugs in the furniture. <laughs> uh, that's our real business. Uh, yeah, Jack, I forgot to tell you, son. My nickname is a Wizard. I used to be a, a cab driver in New York City in the 1970s. You're making wood furniture? Yeah, there's nowhere to hide things <laughs> in wood furniture. Overstuffed couches, boy. You know what? Raymore and Flanagan, that's the model. <laughs> Raymore and Flanagan, some of the best furniture drug dealers in the business, son. Yeah, 
but it's 1995. We're about to stop doing the overstuffed furniture. Really, Bill Pullman yes. got out when the going I, is good. Oh, <laughs> excellent timing. This is very smart. We're which, about to get to like sleek. Ah, uh, which yeah. is too bad because like a nice overstuffed couch. It's eh. good for a nap. Thank you, Steve. No, I like a I like a firmer sofa. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ditto over here. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Cabin's firm sofas. Yeah, I like a firm sofa. You could have. Um, so yeah, the whole thing about like just you know I'm gonna gaslight you here, boy. Like you're gonna fall in love with her. Don't worry about it. And he, like it works though because Peter yes. Gallagher is just like, well, if my if she's good enough for my whole family, who I'm the black sheep of, kind of, but we don't really address it because you don't know anything about mm-hmm. me. Like, well, she's good enough for me. It's also because thing. she's so charming, yeah. and it's also she because he's lost about two thirds of his brain cells. He's been in a coma <laughs> for six days. It's the equivalent of like butt chugging. <laughs> it's a weird line though because he's like she's he uh, what does he say he's like she's not your fiance dot 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 she's your guardian angel yes. <laughs> I, I know that it, yeah he says oh i don't i don't know what i love about her yet but i'll spend the rest of my life finding out that's a real look dude you're a fucking high price lawyer you don't need to settle in that way and also it's like, not an arranged marriage, dude. Speaking of arranged marriage, I'm a little confused by the end of this movie. So the <laughs> next thing we know, fucking Sandra Bullock has this, like, I don't know, this Mussolini-era wedding dress that she's trying on. <laughs> Apollonia, no! <laughs> I do not get this thing. But my question is, like, why does the wedding need to happen now? I think it's because he's all sort of like new lease on life. I need to get married right away. Yeah, he's gung ho about it. I'm gonna change my life around and stop murdering prostitutes and chasing, <laughs> yeah. chasing them around in the hallway with a chainsaw. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry Sandra Bullock, and I need to do it right now so that I don't murder yeah. anyone else. Griff, or it's a weird like then. before I change my mind. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, Griff's fade quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> We should say, uh, what's her name, comes back. Allie Walker shows up in the movie, in, in the flesh. Yeah. She shows up to the hospital, and he basically is like, listen, I'm, al- I'm, in lo- I'm already engaged. And she's like yelling at him and blah, blah, blah. There's this joke about her that he paid for her nose job and her, uh, her uh, breast, breast augmentation. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's something. Um, well, it's kind of weird because uh, she kind of, no, she definitely does not have a leg to stand on in this movie because he's like, She's like, you asked me to marry you first. And he's like, yeah, and you fucking said no. Yeah. So, like, well, she's an impossibly bad character. Yeah, no, it's awful. It's an awful character. Am I dreaming? Did he say something about, like, hitting squirrels with rocks or something? Yeah, so it's like this thing. Here you go. So it's this thing where, like, they saw that when he was a kid, he was so sweet, and he saved a bunch of squirrels, and it made the local newspaper. But then he confesses to Bill Pullman First, I knocked them out of their nest with a rock, and then I saved them. So yeah. he's never been a good guy. Yeah. He, the only time he was ever good, it was actually a terrible, shitty thing that he did that he then spun to be oh good. Oh, my God. He's like William Hurt in broadcast news. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Just living and laughing and lying, uh, dude. I'm just going to be dealing with this for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, but to Chris's um, 
way he introduced himself on this episode, Bill Pullman is bringing him Baskin Robbins during this conversation because he's got like all of it in his freezer. And what is the? We were disgusted it's, it's last the third night. Third or fourth Baskin Robbins plug, by the way. Yeah. In this it movie. is Baskin Robbins and Dunkin' Donuts paid a lot of money to this movie. But and again, this is so sad that this is a movie that I can be quoting so easily. But whatever, <laughs> this is why I'm here. I guess sure. maybe, I could whatever. quote Weekend at Bernie's too. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah, go ahead. So it's like. Like, it's like, oh, this ice cream, this chocolate peanut butter is delicious. And he's like, I'm, my tastes are so much better now that I'm out of a coma. And Bill Pullman's like, cool, great, but it's chocolate mint. And yes. That's disgusting to mix those two flavors up. Chocolate and peanut butter and chocolate and mint. You should not confuse well, oh, with each other. Peter Gallagher should be staying in the hospital if you have mixed that up. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yep, that, yep. That's a warning sign, I would say. My dude we, has triple-digit brain cells at this point. It's not good. We don't see him leave the hospital. He may not. He's not at the post- at the uh, epilogue stuff. You're totally you know, right, you know? yeah. Because they're getting married in the hospital. He's in a hospital gown. He puts a jacket on. I'm like, someone needs to stop this. this yeah. We got we to gotta put the brakes on this. It's, it's very soap operas. <gasps> soap operas loved a good hospital oh, chapel sure. wedding. You know what this is? This is like Shutter Island shit. Peter Gallagher <laughs> oh. went in there. They put him in there on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> That would be kind of rad, dude. What a fucking totally sick twist. I never saw it. Oh, okay. I, I did see lots of hospital weddings on all my oh, children, okay. though, which is why I made I, my reference. Um, yeah, so that's kind of it. Like, There's a thing where she's like, uh, Saul, you're fired and fucking... Yes. Trying to like tell the truth here, and so in the in the chapel, basically, like it's a big coming clean thing. It's like she's taking it right up to the wire, though. Like <laughs> yes. she's walking down the aisle. They haven't yet done the. Does anyone object? So she she is technically ahead of the game. <laughs> sure, I'm just saying, seconds. like in the <laughs> in the grand scheme of like, you should have told these people eight days ago. Oh, yeah. for sure. Can I, yeah. You're really taking it up to the last second. No, you're, you're not wrong, but I'm just saying she did technically have one more beat. Of, right. And yeah. she, she, she beat the beat. I, <laughs> I must confess that when I was watching this the other night and I was stoned out of my mind, when, sure. when they ask of, like, does anybody, you know, uh, not want this to happen, I raised my hand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Me! <laughs> they don't get to it though that's the thing that's great though because yeah. like the guy's like dearly beloved and she's just like i object yeah. <laughs> like totally cuts it off and then her apology to the family i know it's creepy i know it's rom-com creepy but it's also a movie like sure. it's not real life if i knew her in real life and she was doing this stuff i'd be like you're insane and you need to <laughs> getting some serious therapy but right. like it is weird the way we judge rom-coms on a different like you guys are doing multiplicity coming up soon no one's like excuse me we can't clone humans like <laughs> we will uh <laughs> i mean i guess podcasts are but the point is oh like, yeah no, i agree I agree with you it's 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 a movie like yeah. it's sweet and she apologizes to the family and again if it happened in real life i'd be like this is insane and we all need some therapy but in a movie i'm like this is so sweet and i hope you marry bill pullman do you think though that this could ever like let's say this actually happened sure and the person perpetrating this ruse intentionally or other or just got carried away uh gives this speech 
And I think it's a very effective speech. I think Sandra Bullock does a good job, like bringing home the emotion with it and everything. And again, you, it, it really, I keep saying this throughout this episode, but it really helps that her entire family is dead and she has no one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it really, it really sort of gives her a little bit of an upper hand here. Do you think that a real life family would accept this apology? <sighs> no. No, I mean, I, I think because that's the thing is, I don't think you would ever talk to this person yeah, again. That's you know what I mean? Like, thing. you'd be like, this maniac did this, that, and the other thing. I can't believe. I mean, maybe Bill Pullman is like, yeah, you want to just go for a drink? And they like, fuck. And then he's like, yeah, that was enough. And like, goes away. <laughs> maybe that's me being a horrible person, which I am. But I just don't, I don't foresee I, the forgiveness. But that's just. I think you're dead on. <laughs> I think you're dead on. I think that's it right there. I think this is us being East Coast people and forgetting that people from the mist- Midwest are much nicer than we are. Oh, that's a really that's, good point. Very, very observant. Well, a lot of people from the Midwest <laughs> are much nicer than we are. You're more likely to find a family like this in a Chicago suburb than you are in, you know, Queens or right. something. And we don't know how long it is between the wedding and when they forgive her in the epilogue scene. Like, right. I, it's still cold out. I yes. don't think it. Well, but it's Chicago. That means it's what June. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah fair enough. I do also think that there is something. The undercoat of this movie is that this family fucking hates Peter Gallagher. Yes. Yeah, H a t e s. This dude. That's why yeah. they're not at the. They're they're not that like they're upset, but they're not like I don't. I'm not gonna go there twice in one day. I'm not gonna yeah. sleep at the hospital. Uh, yeah. You're totally right. I mean, because I think at the beginning too, like when they're all getting there or something. They make because they're like, oh my god, fiance. We didn't even know we seen it. Like I, they make some reference yes. to like they hadn't seen him in a while. They don't really know like what's going on because he's his the black life. sheep. He made all this money. You know right. what I mean? They yeah. he, le- he left the furniture business very specifically. Yes, you know? I think. Yeah. I think normally if you're seeing that voicemail cut, it's normally the mom being like, where are you? You coming to dinner? Yeah. Where yeah. are you? We right. never see you anymore. <laughs> We're having dinner. Your your grandma misses you. You should come to dinner. Totally. There's a whole fucking tape collection of him ignoring his family exactly. somewhere in the or, apartment. Or it's yeah. a call from Jack, from Bill Pullman being like, look, I got your letter with the pictures. Stop doing this. Stop <laughs> sending me the girls you're sleeping with. Stop it. Congratulations, she's very attractive. This is creepy. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) So all that happens, and then our little epilogue here, she's back at the toll booth. People are going through, hucking pennies at her. (laughs) (laughs) But they say it's something like it's her last day. She's going to leave. Oh, that's right. Because Celeste. Yes, you're totally right. Celeste uh, has a big goodbye. I'll see you around kind of a thing. Is it said she's moving or moving on from working? I don't remember. I don't remember. And I've seen this movie a thousand times. So I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't really matter because what happens, of course, to sort of screw up her plans is. You know, like, token comes in, token comes in, token comes in. Oh, you hear the sound effect. What's that? Ring tossed in. Gotta say, Pullman, not too shabby. It's it's the sweetest little proposal. I love it. It's pretty great. But you know what? Don't bring your whole fucking family for this. No. Dude, that's the thing. She fell in love with the family. It's, <laughs> it's a package deal. I, I yeah. know I'm not great, but they're pretty fun. And you know what? For your honeymoon, we're going to an all-inclusive in the Dominican Republic <laughs> together. Yeah! Oh, oh, oh. It's suicide again for me. No, he 
takes her to Italy, which is where right. she always wanted to go. That's right. Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a nice sweet. thing. Um, and she she says it all on voiceover when they're leaving their wedding on the the L train. It's it's cute. Which that van? I don't know that you're you're bypassing regulations to get that decoration up. I don't. I, honestly, she worked so many fucking holidays. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's earned it. Oh. I, you know, and the, the whole reason the boss is even talking to her is he wants her to work fucking uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you want the subway to work on your wedding day? Why don't you grease the wheels? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you got. Um, it is funny, though, because like this movie, the script in this movie is solid enough that like you don't need her to end the movie with the narration if you want to set it up like you don't need the voiceover no. her with fucking peter gallagher and stuff like that it'd be the beginning that makes sense because otherwise how do you relay that she has like a big crush on i, I mean i guess you could find a way to do it but like at the end of it i don't think you need it except for what I, they drop here at the end of it i like the, the narration at the end again because sandra bullock is Really, really good at making this narration sound very natural. Yeah. It sounds like she's just delivering lines. It's very good, mm -hmm. except for the last few words. Man, I mean, the balls on this movie to yeah. drop the titular line as the last thing you oh, hear yeah, before credits. Wow. Like, it's like you have one, you got fucking half your coat on. You got an arm through your coat. You're getting ready. You got your fucking popcorn all over the floor already. Getting up to leave the theater. And then it's like, when did you fall in love? While you were sleeping. God damn it, titular yeah. line. Yeah. It's a clunker, man. I have to say, in an otherwise more or less solid screenplay, the titular line usage at the end did not need to happen. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that is... The end of While You Were Sleeping. We will start with our esteemed guest today. Would you recommend this movie? I wonder what the answer will be. <laughs> 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 no, I'm After all that. <laughs> I love this movie. I think it's a great rom-com. I know it's not going to be for everyone, but if this is if you do like a rom-com and this is one that you missed, please go back. It's very charming. Uh, I love it. I will watch it a million more times. There you go. We'll get the uh, the Blu-ray all set up uh, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve Sadak, you know, uh, it's a it's it's not a recommend for me. It's a little slow. It's a little dry. Um, I think Sandra Bullock's really good in it, and I think that she's an underrated actress in general. I think, and I also think that like I mean, maybe this is my Bill Pullman. Uh, I'm not crazy about him in this movie. <laughs> I think she's got better chemistry with her him than he does with her. Like she sells, I oh. want this guy. More than he sells, I want this lady. So that's just me. I'm, maybe I'm nuts. It's kind of a hangover movie for sure, but I, it's a light no for me. Chris Cabin? Yeah, I think I can see it working as a hangover movie. It's also a very good example of a, the kind of movie, like a, a brand of uh, rom-coms in the 90s we had of like incredibly, incredibly sad stories like this. Yes. The Paul Bearer, uh, Addicted <laughs> to Love. Where like oh. all the the it the story itself is incredibly yeah. sad, but the tone is so goofy and like alternative and like 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 slyly funny that like it just it's a mess. This is sad in a different way than those movies. Sure. This isn't sad pathetic. This is sad sad. I say that the sadness that this movie reminds me of is another episode, which how dare you all, I hate you, <laughs> is is you've got mail. I think that sometimes the rom-com 
when it adds in the element of the dead parent, it does create a really nice note of giving the characters a different place to be falling in love from. I think it works. I think it's really sweet. Addicted to Love is a movie about sociopaths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say I actually, I totally agree with that because like her motivation is coming from a place of loneliness and not a place of like, I need a man. Yeah. You know, so she's not like man crazy like that in this movie. It, I mean, it's an insane thing that happens. Um, I will say, I'm pretty sure... I've been hung over to this movie before and it helped out. Uh, so I think it is a definite hangover movie. But, you know, you know, I, I think this movie is totally charming and I've seen it a bunch. And like I've also seen a lot of fucking insane rom-coms that I would not go back to. Like I would watch this 10 times before I ever popped on like my best friend's wedding again. That's like an insane yeah, rom-com situation. Yeah. But like I, I think Chelsea you're right that like when you're when you change the motivation for why we're trying to drum up the romance and you have it be something as ultra relatable as like loneliness like i think it changes it. and then plus i mean god forbid you put in the fact that it's set at the holidays loneliness the at the holidays the holy year, shit exactly <laughs> uh so i would totally recommend it but that i think is gonna do it and while you were sleeping chelsea thank you for hopping on in thank a pinch you. here you thank you for letting me blabber on with my friends about one of my favorite movies this has been a dream come true and such an honor oh. thank you guys so much well, there Aww. it is. That's that's the nicest thing anyone's yeah. ever said to us on this show. <laughs> that's, by far. That's, now, now this is officially the best episode of We Hate Movies. Yes. There you go. <laughs> the one where the guys get complimented. Until I come back for rent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you want more We Hate Movies, of course, check out patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. Uh, even though we, are, we were technically supposed to be on summer break, we are still cranking out uh, episodes here in August, including, of course, uh, the big 501 on the We Love Movies feed on Patreon, Superman the Movie, of course, tying into episode 500, which was our big celebration of a Superman 3 and 4 redux. We did all new recordings to those uh, previous episodes from the early days of the show, so if you haven't checked that out yet, uh, definitely do so. We have a uh, Gleep Glossary, of course, on Jar Jar Binks that is dropping, yep. uh, or may have dropped at, at some point already this month, I'm not sure. An We're recording a lot of this shit in advance. An Inspector Gadget Animation Damnation, of course, another Nexus, and uh, probably around this time we'll be releasing a the Nemesis commentary uh, that uh, that has previously been released, but is now unavailable, but now is available only on our Patreon. We're, we're moving that right over there as just another, another, just another little thing we're giving you this month. Yep. Absolutely. So that, uh, just as a reminder, is the syncable commentary uh, to the final Star Trek The Next Generation film, which was Nemesis, which was dog shit. Uh, but I think it was like our second second, com second commentary ever, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, now that is will be, if not already, uh, available to Patreon subscribers at the $8 level, patreon.com slash we hate movies. Um, and then like, this is kind of weird because again, we don't have our August break, but technically this is the end of season 10, uh, which is uh, totally job, bizarre. Fuck uh, Congratulations. It's no longer <laughs> season 10. <laughs> That's Gordon Ramsay yelling at a poor uh, child chef. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, but so the weird thing is we're only going to take one quick uh, week off here. If I'm, I'm reading our schedule correctly, yep. we are, we will be unlocking the vault for uh, just a week break. So uh, ready player one is coming out of the Patreon vault and we're going to make that available to folk. It's an old ass. We hate movies episode that we did on the feed back when the, we love movies feed was still, we hate movies because that movie is doggone rotten, but it's an all timer episode. I, we just re-listened to it. It's fantastic. You're going to like it if you haven't heard it already. It's going to be a good one. So check that out for next week. And then the week after that, season 11 of We Hate Movies kicking off, man. Uh, do we know what we're doing, Steve Sadak? Can we tease the people on the season premiere? We are going to do Toy Soldiers. A, a, a very, a, a much stay tuned episode. Yes. Much, much, much stay tuned. This is terrorists in a private school, high school yep, or something? It's, it's, it's a tiny diehard again because it's Sean Astin as the as the <laughs> littlest diehard. And it's ta- it's not Taps, which is the other one of these movies. Yes, exactly. Oh, two, I the- see. I've seen neither of them actually, so I'm very excited for it's it's just Toy Soldiers or Toy Soldier. Toy, Toy Soldiers. Soldiers. You know, I you know like, whenever I hear that title, I confuse it with Small Soldiers. Yeah, it's a different movie. But I think that's also probably a stay tuned at some point. I love that movie, but sure. Yeah, no, it's it's a fun one. Yeah, it would be fun yeah. to mess around with. Great Phil Hartman in it and so on. Uh, but that is it. That is a cap on season 10. Enjoy Ready Player One on the main feed next week. And we will see you in a couple weeks for We Hate Movies season 11. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Uh, and we hope you are safe during the quarantine until season 11 kicks off in a couple weeks. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Baskin Robbins. Chelsea Jupin. <laughs> Take it easy and put on a mask, please. That was a HeadGum Podcast.